0: This is Tom from Third Rail Design Lab,
1: and this is Begin Again Blake Simmons,
0: <laughs> and we're coming to you from the Corona Zone. Corona. We're more than six. We're, we're more than six feet apart.
1: No, we're way more than six feet apart.
0: <laughs> I feel like it should be the inverse for podcasts. We should get closer. Yeah, but hey, social but not distancing
1: too and all things—not too close.
0: Yeah, not too. Don't stand
1: so close to me. I that's the song that they need to do a public service announcement with. (laughs) Don't stand so close to me, and that that would be that would be great.
0: (laughs) Just depends on who you're talking about. And see,
2: release. Crack. Machines in this world, but
0: not like us. Mr. Begin Again, Blake Simmons. Hey, how the hell are you on this fine uh, quarantine evening? It's Earth Day, so I'm doing great. Happy Earth Day, everyone. (laughs) Happy Earth Day. Uh, Seems somewhat ironic since 70% 70 of the news is uh, creepy crawlies on the Earth that uh, we deserve uh, based on horrible imbalances to the ecosystem and the other 30% are all of the destruction that we've done to the earth um, and how basically, you know, we're fucked. So, but happy earth day though. Happy earth day. We're not going to be on it much longer. So yeah, yeah it really doesn't matter. That is the, um, <laughs> that is sort of the cynical uh, attitude. I think of a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, some of the young people and the older people, right? Yeah, older people are like we're out and the young people are like, well, you know, Uh, there's a whole lot of very
1: interesting socioeconomic, uh, divides manifesting themselves in a lot of very interesting ways.
0: Unpleasantly interesting.
1: Yeah. I just love the, uh, well, you know, some things are better than, some things are worth dying for.
0: A dollar is not one of them. Oh my God. There's, yeah, yeah. there's worse things than death. It was the quote, right? Yeah.
1: The cure can't be worse than the disease. Yeah. Well, Well. have you
0: really (laughs) thought that one through. Well, thinking about things that are may or may not seem like cures, but actually could be diseases. What's uh, let's, let's do our sucking the monkey segment? I know I've been prone to creating uh, imbibements that were probably doing terrible destruction to me in real time while we recorded. But tonight, <laughs> I promise no such thing. What do you have? Radiator fluid.
1: You're going with radiator fluid. That's yeah, tell fact. me
0: you're, Tell me you're having anything but rosé.
1: I'm having another fucking rosé. <laughs>
0: is that the brand? I Small wish. batch.
1: <laughs> Small batch. Fuck you, rosé.
0: No, it's a it's an
1: unruly rosé. Another. Uh, that's what you
0: had last time. We buy
1: it by the case here, man. It's just, oh, really? Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Fair enough. And um, and did you put Everclear in there or no, or is it just rosé?
1: Just rosé. No. Everclear. <laughs> Everclear has not come into my body since I was twenty three. So. <laughs>
0: Did I tell you before, maybe I did, that when we were snowed in in Tahoe, after the general store was raided and everyone cleaned it out as they shut the place down, when I went in the next time and they had some stuff, one of the things I saw on the counter was a single bottle of Everclear. And I said, well, that's interesting. And he said, yeah, the owner drove over to Nevada to get it and brought it back. And I thought to myself, they had a limited amount of space in their truck. This is like a truck, right? Not like a yeah." It's like a pickup truck, right? They, and they chose to bring the Everclear back as an as an essential product for the remaining people who might be trapped in that. Resort. Well, it's a great it's a
1: great sanitizing agent, right? You it can sure use it is as a hand sanitizer. It'll
0: it'll kill everything. That's right, including
1: the people drinking it.
0: Yes, of course. So, so what are you uh, drinking?
1: If it's, if it's not radiator fluid, what is it? Uh, like <laughs> marmalade? What is it?
0: <laughs> I'm having what's uh, what I'm calling the. Uh, uh, the cucumber again, <laughs> and so oh it's, uh, no, it's it's uh, a cucumber uh, kettle one, it's like a kettle one that's been infused with cucumber and mint. Yep. But I ran out of tonic, and so in a last-ditch effort, I put in um uh ginger ale, and so I haven't tasted it yet. And you're gonna see me do it live. Oh, that uh, is
1: gonna be so weird.
0: I have some questions. <laughs> We all make choices, man. Sometimes. We, we all make mistakes. <laughs> at the three minute, 33 second mark of this for I said to myself <laughs> and to you, we all make choices. We all make choices. <laughs> all right, here this it is. This is a poor one. Here we go. Yes. But at least it's in my uh, it's in my uh, official Tiki bug from the alibi in uh, Portland. See? see? Nice. It's nice. So Hi, it's is? nice. Very sexy. The Mandalorian
1: okay. virtual background is blocking it out.
0: I, you notice it fazed, it faded out as soon as I got close to it. Yeah. See, Yeah mando cancels it out or i'm gonna taste this out the uh the uh the cucumber again
1: don't spit on the mic
0: well well
1: hmm. he's taking another drink ladies and gentlemen
0: yeah i mean it kind of reminds me yeah (laughs) what's that it's not putrid it it reminds me of a delicious cocktail while you're gardening so i'll take it there is no such thing it's floral yeah there (laughs) is no such thing Says the guy who doesn't <laughs>
1: garden. I do know. I hire people to garden. I don't know. Your idea I of gardening that.
0: was putting a sluice plate in the backyard. Or just a
1: concrete slab. That's, that's, <laughs> look at that. Look at that lovely microbiome
0: there. <laughs> As Al Pacino said in Heat, a dead tech bullshit modernistic uh, <laughs> outdoor slab. Well, I think we should do a bit of a Red Sky Roundup. Talk about a bit, a few news items, some things that have happened that have come and gone since we last discussed um these are just a couple of uh darts i threw at the board of many things it's interesting that there's been so much news while nothing's happening uh although the news has dwindled rapidly from active projects to speculative things and what could have kind of stuff but uh but i also had a number of things still on our news list to talk about that predated the uh, current pandemic crisis so maybe we'll get some um mileage out of it uh but the first one is one that you were implying or talking to me about a little bit last time and then cas anvar was posting some dodgy things on instagram he was wearing expanse shirts and he's like something good but he doesn't say anything he didn't he didn't like the next thing he posted was uh something about one of his bbc shows that was coming out so i'm like was that a bait and switch but uh <laughs> you know they they Uh, Greenlit Season 5 of Expanse already, and you said recently that you had got wind of or thought that they may be releasing it early. Is that true?
1: Yes, they are expediting production.
0: And to what degree? Do you know?
1: I think they're trying to move it up by a full six months, full half year.
0: So when do you think that means it'll get here?
1: I think I'll be here just in time for the onset of the winter
0: Pandemic yes. version of
1: COVID nineteen, yeah, uh, the order and of magnitude
0: it. killer, yeah, for sure, yeah, right. Well, well, that's something to look forward to. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it,
1: it, if if I mean, if they, if they did it, if they really want to be draconian or Machiavellian and lose a lot of money, they could do post production wrap up um, as the series flows, and not like a block in mass compute problem that they usually do. So it'd be really interesting to see if they start rolling out episodes with the next one not done yet. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah and and doing and doing that that would be kind of really interesting because then it would also change the whole shoot sequence of the series as well because they they do location shoots and try to get them all done at once, and then that they may span several episodes, but it'd be really interesting to see if they try a different dynamic way or how they're going to manage it. That'd they've done really that on other
0: types of shows yeah um but you don't hear it that often in a an effects heavy. Sort of genre show, yeah. Because you're reusing so much of the same stuff, and you're, you know. But and, I mean,
1: and I, and I think I think the next season they're going to have to they're going to rely a lot on effects uh, <laughs> to handle the the catastrophe that's about to hit uh, Planet Earth here. Uh,
0: oh, I see. Here and yeah. in the in the and in the show, right? Well,
1: well and the, th- that yeah. That, that's why I think it'd be perfect, right? Like you're you right. think this is bad? Just yeah. imagine if
0: somebody launched a rock at us. Yeah. Well, okay. And so, and so here's the thing, first of all, um, uh, uh, during the course of this, this whole, um, adaptive process over the last month of, uh, creating an air gap and, uh, you know, um, sanitizing things in a consistent way and being really ritualistic and methodical in order to try to minimize the the likelihood of bringing a, an agent in, um, i get a lot of deja vu in doing that not just about monk and other things very you know the ocd kind of stuff but um i was doing something last week in the side yard and i remember i was i i stopped and i was looking around and i was thinking did i get everything did i get did i clean everything that i touched am i good and then i decided and i walked by and i had this thought and i realized what it was was i was thinking about how protomolecule was stuck into the you know glommed into the corner in the cargo hold that it didn't see and i thought man they couldn't manage that and it glowed <laughs> right yeah <laughs> and we're dealing with something colorless odorless invisible and not not believed to tr- be okay. true by 60 percent of our population
1: or or brought on by 5g yeah. um right.
0: oh yes <laughs>
1: uh, you can't see a virus you just have to be using the oh. right yeah optics and it, and okay. it is visible Yes, so, Doctor Science. Okay, yeah. but not. To no, 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 no. I, I, just, I just hate it when you know the Orange and Chief says this invisible menace. I'm like, no, actually, yeah. that's how we study it. Um, well, it,
0: well, and also he apply he implies uh, intent. To, <laughs> to
1: it. Well, no, it goes back to this. Evil. It goes back to the. It goes back to the Red Menace conversation that we had
0: last time. That's right. Right.
1: The uh, that you label it the other in this unforeseen uh, invisible menace that's there everywhere, looking around the corner. And it just turns out to be the one we elected to be the yes. really big menace.
0: I see what you did there, um, <laughs> and and that does and that does actually dovetail back into the expanse because uh, leadership, oh, yeah. the feeling of leadership, has a lot to do with the next um, arc. I'm super excited, man. I mean, that when you told me that, I I took it for a minute there. Uh, I forgot all my worries, and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something to
1: watch while you're on the ventilator
0: that's right that's right you just got to get the get the the uh, noise canceling noise canceling headphones so that you can um hear it over the sound of your own dude
1: i mean did you see did you see that report out of new york i mean it's just terrifying Which one? It said like um uh well they did a study of everybody that went on ventilators and they studied like 1600 cases it, it it's not out in the peer reviewed literature yet i don't think but um it's like eighty percent fatality if you go on a ventilator. Yeah, it's pretty much it, you're pretty much done. Right. And so it's a
0: which is a spurious correlation. It's not the ventilator that's doing it.
1: Yeah, it's not. It, it's like you're that bad off, right? Yeah. And that right. Uh, I mean, it's just a nightmare disease. So they, uh, I can't wait for this. To, I mean, that there's going to be a whole series of exposés and movies and TV shows about pandemics now. I guarantee it. Oh, sure. And. Uh, and it'll be really interesting to see how they play it out. And I guess that's why I was also fascinated by War of the Worlds. Uh-huh. You know, when they're coming yeah. out and that it was the end of the world and it happened just as the pandemic was breaking. Totally. And it made for it made for some very interesting cognitive dissonance. Sure. Or resonance. Uh when sure. you're saying they're escaping from reality from one pandemic to a really bad end of the world situation. Well, and, sure. And it makes it, and it makes you feel better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad. Well, yeah. I and mean, you know, um, uh there's been a lot of talk about you know whether people are willing to rent uh you know these movies from the last 20 years that are about uh you know virus attacks and pandemics and things and whether people are interested outbreak and then the zombie stuff but the one that always comes to mind every single time i think about what we're doing it's the it's the opening credits to planet of the apes right
1: oh the closing credits was it the closing credits there's a closing credits that you're talking about the most recent reboot, right? Rise yeah. of the Planet of the Apes? Yeah. well, Yeah, it's at the end when they go to the Redwoods. So that was the, the previous
0: the... one, right? Because the most recent one is the one where Caesar is duking it out.
1: Well, the, the third, the, well there are three.
0: Right. So the second right. one.
1: There's, there's Rise, Battle, and War or right. something like that. Right.
0: I'm talking about, and... I think it was the end of the first or the beginning of the second. Yeah. Wait, the, the and they
1: showed the planes and inspecting yes. the disease and yeah. all the flareouts. Yeah, yeah. The
0: yeah. pilot, the pilot's coughing on his way to the airport. And, yeah. And they showed the vector paths. Yeah, for sure. So we're keeping this light and uh, sprinkling it with sugar. So we'll move on to uh, something similar in in uh, in light-hearted, uh, optimistic tone in our Red Sky Roundup, and that is I want to talk about everything Batman that we're not getting right now. Oh, yeah. Because if there's a, if there's a hero for our times, uh, it's <laughs> that Batman. Speaks to optimism and believing in the uh, in in the innate good in people. It's Batman. Uh, so wait,
1: wait. <laughs> uh,
0: no, <laughs> uh, how dare you? Yeah, but anyway, go ahead. So uh,
1: you, you like are, you like you like doing the Robert Pattinson uh, spy shoot stuff.
0: I think, you know what, I think, um, so I'm excited about it. I think that Pattinson is going to make a pretty interesting uh, Bruce Wayne and possibly an interesting Batman. I don't know. That's always the hard part. Well, compared Um, to
1: Batfleck, I mean, sure.
0: Well, and you know, it's funny. I always think back on on the Nolan Batman uh, films as being the very best of the best for all these reasons. But the one thing that I'm reminded of when I actually go and look at something is that the suits were frustrating, specifically in the cowl and neck and yeah. the shape of the opening around the mouth and if they had made some changes if they had done things with those suits to give it a little bit more of a traditional uh profile at the nose line and around the jaw um you know what it would be you it be impossible to to beat it so yeah. it's almost like they screwed up the 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 cowl and helmet and uh and a little face covering just to give future projects something to work with right yeah yeah however that said the early uh snaps of the new uh uniform uh do uh give me some pause <laughs> are you <laughs> what's exactly happening because it's all blacked out of your your virtual background so it just looks your you're, you're no, holding it's all up... good it's all yeah. good <laughs> you had a cosmic cube and i didn't even see it <laughs> <laughs> it was an
1: uh infinity stone
0: Oh, okay. Well, but anyway, it it looks like they're giving him the tall ears. And I was really hoping for more, even more snubby, sort of compact ear design. Um, But, you know, it's fine. They also show that he's got, like, flechettes on his forearms, which is kind of interesting. Presumably, somewhere there's a flechette weapon. His bat symbol on his chest looks like it could be detached and used as a a weapon, but that would be a little Mm -hmm. on the nose. I don't know. Um, I know early on there was some of the like those those early shots that showed he had neck armor you know like flaring out and they show part of that chest symbol and there was this idea floated that it was the remnants of the gun that killed his parents that he had he had repurposed into his symbol and i thought that was the coolest thing ever and they would never do it (laughs) It i would never do that
1: yeah it's, it's an interesting thing to contemplate but they would never do it
0: i think it would be rad and i wish they did I'm a little disappointed already um but uh the other thing was and what probably the most interesting thing visually to leak out was their choice for the Batmobile, right? Yeah. And we talked about it a little bit last time, but I just love the idea that it looks like just it's like a barracuda with a ex- giant exposed engine on the back and it just looks it looks like a like a Hoon a vehicle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and of course the there's a lot of uh talk about the funky fairing on the motorcycle that he was or his stunt double was shown riding and... People are all outraged about these giant pointy ears coming off of it, like it's a, a, a Batgirl motorcycle from 1960. But it's just, it's just missing the fairing, right? It's just missing the, the, the glass component. But I don't know who cares. It'll be cool um, if it ever comes out because it's been delayed again. It's been delayed to Halloween 2021. So it will be a very interesting if the long Halloween is indeed the backbone of this story. <laughs> Because the timing couldn't be better, right?
1: Timing cannot be better.
0: Uh, Darren Aronofsky's original Batman Year One uh, concept was a Lincoln Continental with two bus engines in it. And I like the idea that it would just it would just knock itself on its side trying to move. But I but it sounds very familiar. Yeah, casting looks good. Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon. I'll take that. I love him. Yeah, relevant to tonight's discussion. They claimed uh, Jonah Hill was going to be something. I kinda of don't want a funky little penguin. penguin. So a penguin. Yeah, I'm yeah. that doesn't happen. Um uh But it's, it's amazing how we
1: how, how we leap to it, right? Because every fat any kind time there's a fat that you cast as a superhero supervillain. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just like Yeah, oh, why that's can't that's he be Bane? Big. Yeah. Yeah, he can't be <laughs> yeah. Bane, yeah.
0: Yeah. There was talk that Robin and Batgirl would be in this. I don't know, maybe. Uh it's definitely gonna start along his path. Like he's been doing it a while, and he's starting to be a broken person. So, yeah. that's you know, wouldn't it be amazing if we had a a Batman film with no uh, origin story in it,
1: just this one? Yeah, just, just go. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, no, no pearls. I, I saw a tweet last, I don't know, the other day that said that the worst thing about um, Bruce Wayne's. Uh, having his kids, his parents murdered in front of him, is having to stand there and watch him pick up all the pearls. <laughs> that was pretty terrible. Uh, Paul Dano was cast, right? So maybe Riddler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. I'm 100 percent behind. I think that's great. Uh, Andy Circus and Colin Farrell were reported to be signed on, with no, uh, nothing definite about what they're doing. Uh, I mean,
1: but doesn't okay, but doesn't it seem like they're trying to cram too much shit in already? Could they be.
0: have, yeah. But if it is long Halloween, there's a lot of characters in that story who wouldn't get a lot of screen time, but would be involved. Where where it becomes problematic is if it's like those uh, those the older sequels where multiple villains have, you know, like uh, the Spider-Mans and the Batman's, where the multiple villains are lampooning and jockeying for equal screen time. That's irritating. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not that. I don't know will we have a um, do you think we're gonna have something that is gonna have a um, an, <clears throat> maybe a gritty urgency to it that will be compared retroactively to Joker now that Joker came out and everyone got really excited about the you know that's uh, that style of supposedly uh, fearless, uh, set design and filmmaking and so if this if this is has a little bit of urgency to it a little bit of realism pseudo realism to it do you think it's just going to be uh framed as a knockoff of the joker
1: i think so but i i think people are all just uh happy that we're having a change in who's playing the joker
0: that's true i think that's true
1: all Right? yeah yeah uh and then and, then, and, uh, then, and but, then, but then what what the hell's going on with the new justice league movie as a, as a part of this, right. So all these things cascading, uh, Aquaman, the wonder WW 84, all that. It's just, um, yeah. The no one's talking about justice league anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and in fact, we're down to, uh, what, uh, two, yeah. Two actors left, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Henry Cavill won't admit that Superman is dead, but he just plays coy about it. But, um, uh, what's his name? It was the flash. He flamed out spectacularly in the last few mm-hmm. weeks. So he's out. So, yeah, we're down to nothing. We should probably move. (laughs) I don't know. All right, here's another news item for you that I feel very strongly about. The next two Mission Impossible movies will have Haley Atwell in them, which answers the question, why make more Mission Impossible movies? (laughs) Right? I'll take it. You agree
1: with me? Uh, I I agree with you, theoretically. We'll see how this all plays out. I think... um... They're going to do Mission Impossible movies until Tom Cruise dies. Yeah, but Literally. that's at least 56
0: yeah. years from now. Well, maybe 200. He purged all his Thetans or whatever, so he's he's technically immortal. purged order. a lot of something. Well, he yeah. purged Katie Holmes. So yes, he that, did. I guess, yeah. he, he's technically immortal, according to um, everything I know deeply about Scientology. Uh, okay, well, how about this? How do you feel about the fact that the Asimov Foundation is being developed for Apple TV Plus?
1: I'm looking forward to that. That should be very
0: really interesting. Lee Pace and Judd Harris, man. Yeah, right? Lee Pace, I love. I know, yeah. I know. And Judd Harris, I love. So, the other thing that's interesting about her. Apple Apple TV Plus, they don't, um, they're not limited to running time, right? So they'll let them yep. do their episodes of varying running times, or however they want. So they could have longer and shorter episodes in that storyline, as befits whatever they're doing, and just mm-hmm. kind of freeform it. But not freeform like the channel because that sucked. Yeah. yeah, could be cool.
1: I like that. And then what about? And then you are
0: going to bring out Westworld. Uh, well, I was going to bring it up in the sense that we're going to talk about it. No, they just got renewed for season four. No kidding.
1: Yep, that's got Did they really. Today.
0: Yep. Oh, that's you know that's exciting to me because as we'll talk about soon, um, part of the the shadow of watching the season has been wondering if it's the last season. To me, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Okay, uh, Westworld. I'll add that in there. Um, so that's pretty cool. Do you want to talk about our? Do you want to do our robot review segment? You want to dive right into our Let's next next couple of uh, Westworld episodes? So the last yeah. time we talked, we we did uh, the first two, um, and then episode three and four. Episode three was called "The Absence of Field," and episode four was called uh, "The Mother of Exiles." Um, because we've at this point in our viewing chronology we've already gotten to episode six i will do a a a a couple quick bullet points to explain where what was happening in this episode so that we remember (laughs) i don't know (laughs) about you because it's all it it all blends to me um but this was episode three was the one where the charlotte host was uh learning that serac the secretly secretly the richest man on earth is attempting to do a takeover of delos and uh, and also this is the one where Dolores is running around with Caleb um, and they become targets under the RICO system, which is so wonderfully named, as we talked about before. Um, and we start to see that Rehoboam is a predictive AI that is not just um, identifying what people are going to do, but in turn influencing what they are allowed to do based on the probability of their success or failure in the future. Mm-hmm. Um this this big sort of heavy-handed overarching theme that well hosts aren't the only ones who have their life written for them free will free will is a construct etc uh mm-hmm. and um and then at the end of this episode is when Caleb accepts her offer and joins her and uh, dives deep into the uh into the matrix <laughs> um so what do you think were the hot hot points for this episode well I mean the, the, the what do i think the hot points are yeah, what were the what were the um, coolest parts?
1: Well, I, I think the, the the Caleb Dolores maturation in the story, right? I think that yep. was a big one. Yep. And then, um, and then also, who the hell is the in charge of Charlotte Hale? Who's the host? Right by right? right. Charlotte. Um, and then the first the first meeting between, uh, uh Charlotte and Serac. I think those are right. The, yeah.
0: Right. And and uh, it was it was exciting to see, um. This is not the one where we're seeing the the Serac backstory, but we're we're getting our first real taste of him in his interactions with Delos and what he's doing. And this is the episode, I think, where we're realizing that Charlotte as a host is realizing that the original Charlotte, the human, was the mole for Mm Serac. And so now she's playing a triple she's playing a triple game, right? So she's pretended to be Charlotte for the Delos people, but then she's pretended to be Mole Charlotte for Del for Serac, but she's also pretending to be a human for, um, you know, for Dolores. In so much as we don't know who is in her pearl at that point, mm-hmm. um, I think it's telling some interesting uh, story. It's it's telling an interesting story about the the um, conflict of the host personality interfacing with a patterned other, I don't know, character and the bleed that's happening. And I don't yet understand why it's happening. And I don't even feel like leading up to the most recent episode that they've even dipped, you know, dipped a toe in the water of, of the rational rationale behind that as Mm -hmm. a viewer, maybe you got it and I didn't, but I couldn't understand why host Charlotte was having all of these weird I'm in someone else's you know i I mean I'm trapped in here with the original Charlotte, and I'm gonna you know carve up my arms well, and I don't know why is well, that happening
1: well but uh, so if you go if you go back to the the Caesars right so um the man in black William mm-hmm. had gouged himself at one point, yes. so maybe it's him right. um or you know I think it's clementine or or Dolores's boyfriend bot
0: um right. Right. Yeah. We are of course speaking as if we don't know anything else that's happened. Yes. <laughs> I think la- at the end of the last episode we were making some uh guesses, right? And that's where you yes. you had landed on Clementine, right? I and, no, I landed uh, on Marsden. Uh, oh, Marsden.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't even remember anymore who I thought she was. I think I thought that she was the uh piano the the uh player piano guy in the in the bar at the beginning of the first episode, right? Clink, cling, clink. No? Not likely. Not likely. not likely. Uh, but it's interesting though, like why, you know, if they were, it's, it's really hard to, um, separate this out from some of the concepts behind altered carbon, which I also recently finished, but if they were like, I was thinking about double or season one uh, season two. So, Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, in that series constructs, there's the double sleeving. So it's putting the same personality in two bodies, but there's also the merging of multiples into the same body. And in this case, it's sort of like that, except there's no I I don't understand where the remnant of the of the personality of the of the original human that the host is based on. Where is that coming from and how could it be a factor unless there's something about the way she is doing what she's doing with these pearls that we learn about later that is causing a flaw, a flaw in the in the construction of it. Right? Like, is it a damaged host? Yeah. But I don't know. I don't have the answer to it. I think it's interesting. But Serac, though. Serac, to me, was like one of the highlights of this new season. Like, I love Vincent Cassell. And the way he's playing it, I love he's playing it with that I-know-everything confidence, which we understand as it goes on why he has that attitude. But also, I like how he plays his growing frustration when things happen that are not predictable and they're undermining what he's trying to do. His frustration is uh, he's playing it well. It's not, it's not too broad. Right.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a really bashful, uh mashfully done job.
0: So we had that really great um, straight up cyberpunk m- moment uh, in this episode with the, uh, with the Rico that had been called and the car, pulls up and it's uh supposedly police but it's not police and they get this whole exchange right i mean that was fantastic everything about that was super fun the only thing that's that's mesmerizing me about this whole thing is we've got all these really cool vehicles and all this great um you know neo near future cyberpunk going on and all the vehicles look so slow it's filmed it just seems like everyone's going 20 miles an hour even during the chase scenes yeah and then you hear them talk about it and they're like, well, we're doing this at high speed and we're trying to make the, we're doing this real with practical effects and all this other stuff. So I don't know what the disconnect is there. But if you look at, we were just talking about uh dark Knight, you look at how the tumbler barreling down, um, you know, whacker and, and, and making those tight turns and then blowing up trucks oh. and flipping over things and how urgent that felt like it had so much kinetic energy that nothing could stop it. Um, and then the vehicles here seem like, in <laughs> they,
1: they seem electric. They seem they like everybody t- thinks electric cars were in nineteen fifties.
0: Uh, yeah, I was going to say not the real electric, not yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> no, but that's what's weird about it, right? So
1: yeah, well, well, it also speaks to. I mean, what? So now we get into the whole inception world within a world, reality within reality, multiverse. You yes. know, um explanations, and we dabbled in that a little bit already. And, uh, my likely, and,
0: my it, almost one hundred percent false. Uh, prediction that we were looking at things from within the Rehoboth model. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. It was a good idea, though. Yeah, it was. Thanks, man. Uh, but you know, I like. But I still like the industrial design of everything. I like the architecture that they've chosen for things. But I think that the industrial design has followed from what we saw in the oh bug bug. What what mm-hmm. what we saw in the um in the Butte compounds in the previous seasons of Westworld, everything looks like it's all internally consistent. I love Mm -hmm. the, I love the, the sort of helicopter flyer thing and how that transforms as it lands. And I like the car designs. I like the car designs being a combination of, of that really um, um, purpose-built Uber design that's like a Tron light cycle that's been stretched and is entirely translucent I think that's hilarious I love that thing that they're always yeah. running around in and then all of the sort of uh um I, I don't know paramilitary off-road vehicle things that they're driving around that are just sort of a little bit out of scale and and funky looking uh they're just off in terms of their like there's no golden circle right like they just something right. off about their designs and I really like it.
1: Well, I think they have, they're getting their. They must use the same design firm that did Super Truck for Tesla. Uh, it sure hey, looks hey, like it, doesn't hey, it? <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. <I'm>
0: just... <laughs> now, if a motorcycle yeah. came out the back of one, then we know what's up. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I'm just, anyway. I'm just waiting, yeah,
1: I'm just waiting for the robots, the, the big robots to show up, right? The riot control bots, mm-hmm. and uh, the first time one of them uh, starts flying with his jetpack, that would be yes, yes, that'll be a happy moment.
0: Well, so uh, the other thing about that sequence when they were dealing with the cops that were either not cops or were cops on the take and they had that shootout is that um, that was the first time Caleb starts to realize that there's something weird about her and her injuries, right? Mm -hmm. She was so Mm -hmm. wiped out, barely able to deal when he found her and dragged her as when he thought that she was pure human. And he doesn't know yet that she's um, a host. In fact, to this point, I don't think at all in this series he technically knows but he didn't know it yet that there was anything um, astronomically different about her but in this scene she's getting up from the table and taking perfect shots at these guys and doing all this stuff and you know 20 minutes earlier she was half dead in the ambulance so he's starting to be like wait a minute something does not connect Mm -hmm. much like the zoom calls for many people during this this pandemic something is not connecting so that Yeah. So what do you think about the uh design of the Rehobaham uh construct as this giant uh, uh pulsing glowing jet black sphere?
1: Uh, I, I think it's okay. I mean it's a it's a nice the it, it creates the whole artificial reality in a on a globe, right? Right, right. So it's a it's, right. a, it's Haker, a black so it's sphere. The, it's a, yeah. Right. It's an yeah. anti-earth, yeah. Yeah. And um, I, yeah. It reminded me of the um Oh, what was it? The day the Earth stood still. Keanu Reeves, the spaceship, the uh-huh. ball that yeah. comes out from the sky, right? Sure. Um, so it's okay. Bato,
0: nicto, uh,
1: yeah, I think I thought it would be a little better shielded from uh-huh. everyone than just to be in the lobby,
0: but you know, uh, yeah, sp- unless, <laughs> unless there's more protections than we see, but it certainly does seem to be that way, the case. Yeah. Um, I think um from a design language standpoint, I find it really interesting that it is traversing more than one level of the atrium. So a lot of times when you're looking at it, you're seeing part of it, but not all of it, um, mm-hmm. which has that like iceberg. The planet. Huh? I like the planet, like the planet. Yeah, yeah exactly. And also has that iceberg uh, vibe to it. Like there's something beneath the surface or something that I can't see at any one point, mm-hmm. um, which I really like. So in terms of architecture and in terms of the way the space is utilized, I think that's a very powerful tool. Cause you could think of all of these other projects where this would be an object in a room right? Mm-hmm. Or floating somewhere or whatever. Um, we'll talk a little bit about devs later. I mean, devs is a classic example. of There's a floating object with a floating object in that floating object, and everything mm-hmm. is in one-point perspective at all times. That's very mm-hmm. deliberate, and I love it. This is the antithesis of that. Yeah. Um, which I really
1: liked. But it's a, it, You know, it's also a, a Cylon with a weight problem. Sil-
0: <laughs> That's the thing you said, Cylon with a weight problem. Did you tune into, or did it even happen yet, the live reading of uh, of the most famous "Battlestar Galactica" episode?
1: I'm not. i not. I'm not even aware that was existing.
0: I thought that might be why you were watching the plan the other night.
1: No, no. I was just. Uh, uh, they had it on the, the, the whole show marathon on the Sci-Fi, so I just ah, okay. uh, jumped on. Yeah.
0: How much of it did you actually see?
1: Uh, I saw like six episodes.
0: Oh, okay. Right on. That's a fair amount. Um, in, in, uh, in, uh, no pain, no gain, uh, tradition, it's not territory. like you, Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> yeah, you're probably burning, <laughs> doing things to your body that would accelerate the inability to continue to watch it past sex episodes. But well, yeah, so yeah. they, well, yeah. they said that they're doing a, um, and it may have already happened at the time that this is released, but they're going to do a full cast live reading of the famous, uh, second episode of the first season, the, uh, uh, 22 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever 20, it is. 22 what, it was seconds. That like, it was, I it was, it thought it was like 22 minutes or something. 22 minutes. 22 seconds would have been a shitty-ass uh, yeah. <laughs> experience for them. <laughs> 22 minutes. Um, otherwise known as The Last Jedi. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's going to be a table read. I'm not sure if I'm going to tune into that because I don't know if I need to see that, but I like that it exists. I like that it exists. Yeah. I like that they're getting together doing it in the first place a reminder of how great that show was when it was written before it, it, before it was not written. <laughs> yeah. I was watching it and it's, it still holds up pretty well. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, we owe everything that we love about expanse to that show visually. Yes. Right. And how it's constructed and the kind of budget it gets and how well, how seriously it's treated. Uh, oh, fantastic. Anything yeah. else you could think about uh, in the absence of field? No what do you think that, titles about.
1: Yeah. Um, well, well I don't know if you can really read into the, the titles very much in, in the show like the season two was all of those weird different very um, how shall I say um, shadowy references yeah. to what was going yeah. on in the show right According the um, sparking yeah and um, so absence in the field it could be I mean there's a lot of things that could be that's done to mind like um, we're not in Kansas anymore Toto mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Uh, I also think it could be absence in the field of Caleb that he said goodbye to his uh little a i buddy that he was using as a therapy tool which
0: i I love that story. I love the concept of that and how mm-hmm. how well he acts how well he's acted that role mm-hmm. yeah it's just he is shining Aaron Paul is just shining he's a really good
1: actor he he's really underrated yeah. overall but yeah uh, <clears throat> I really uh, I really like what he's doing here
0: yeah but I mean the idea that we figure out not that not that far in that his therapy buddy is just an AI mimicking his dead buddy that's directly mm-hmm. linked to some of his trauma and this and the pathos of him knowing that it's his therapy buddy is his fake you know like how depressingly mm-hmm. effective and yet just... I don't know, just exhausting. That must be psychologically for him. This is supposed to help me. (laughs) Like he's not enough. He's not sheep enough for this to work. Right. But he's not like, he doesn't seem resentful or angry. He just seems resigned to it. Uh And I think that's fascinating. It is. I don't think if there's anything else in that episode. Uh yeah, not, uh, I think that's pretty much it. It was, it was really a, a lot of it was all oh, about the, the court, the courtroom drama of, or the sorry, the boardroom drama of, of mm-hmm. uh, her being a mole and all that stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, and then you know the the stranger in a strange land, kind of thing, right? The, yeah. the body out of time and place, or a mind out of body in time. The um, uh, I also like the little. I, I don't know why they threw it in here, but the, maybe other than to create some more ambiguity about who is occupying Hale. The whole pedophile uh, choke out in the, yeah. the playground, right? That was very. Yeah.
0: Was that this uh, episode almost... or last episode? Yeah, yeah, but but but. Yeah, that thread that that through line, yeah,
1: yeah, it was very interesting. Other than it speaks to who's in hell. Well, it's and interesting we'll though, out.
0: yes, but it's interesting that the inclination to not only murder a pedophile. Or presumed pedophile but also to enjoy doing it and to feel validated in doing it seemed Mm -hmm. like it could play across so many different hosts host personalities Mm -hmm. Um, and later when you find out who it is it does make sense but there's so much extra that you apply to it right yeah like if you imagine that it's say um armitage right Mm -hmm. so now you're seeing you're you're applying that personality onto what you're seeing in that character doing that thing yeah. but, but in the in terms of the physical act and why she did it and the idea that that personality is taking more control from this emotional state that the the human overlay it really is like as if there was a layer of programming that the host is operating like like a Muppet right like yeah she was given the she was given the parameters of the character to play um which begs the question, is is the reason why she's having so much trouble it is having so much trouble with the Charlotte personality coming back that being so deep into that cover mm-hmm. uh, causes corruption.
1: Yeah. Well, you become the abyss, right? Yes, yes. Um,
0: deep cover. Do you remember and, that,
1: really? all, and, Oh, deep cover all the way, yep. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, yeah. But it, but it also speaks to uh, this um, more human than human, or what is human, yeah. Yeah. and developing emotions to humans and feeling bonds to them. You see it in both, right? Uh, Hale and Dolores with Caleb and the child, the child, respectively. Yeah. Yeah. That there is this—it's um, a very interesting, subtle nuance to the layering of what makes a human versus what makes a host.
0: Well, and we've gone well, given that all the these certain hosts are protagonists, even if they're antiheroes, like mm-hmm. Dolores seems more like an antihero, but Dolores and um, and uh, Maeve are both presented as protagonists, even, uh, even Teddy was,
2: mm-hmm.
0: even to some degree the Man in Black was, at least actually when he was William he was, and then at some point along the way Man in Black <laughs> was being rooted for like yeah. a vigilante sort of. Yeah, um, but
1: but 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 now we have a, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to fracture off things. Yeah, but we see. We, I I predict that that will lead to an interesting outcome.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, but it's but you know the way that they told the story in the second half of season one and most of season two, it's like if you just didn't, if you just chose not to remember him going in and raping and murdering Dolores over and over and over again, he's almost like an antihero. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, but the whole package is pretty terrible. Um, No, no, and
1: and, and acting out in a lot of vile, reprehensible ways indicates a certain flaw of inner character.
0: Yes, yes. But, so, uh, I think that we, they established very early on that it didn't matter, at least from the um, narrative of the show and how we see them, it doesn't matter if a character is a host or a true human in terms of their value, and their their right to their sen- their sentience and their right to life, right? The show has established very early on that we are to believe and feel like the hosts are sentient entities, and that they yeah. have a sanctity of life, and that's yeah. why their deaths, particularly the how extra gruesome many of their deaths are, is supposed to hammer home the fact that they're treated like absolute garbage in a way that some people wouldn't even treat other other humans that they're laying waste mm-hmm. to. But, but is it much different, right? Thematically, yeah. people do that terrible stuff to other people in the real. So, I don't know. I think that's interesting. Now, yeah. uh, I am really interested in the Caleb-Dolores relationship because we don't know to the degree to which Dolores is just stringing him along mm-hmm. or the degree to which she is touched by him or intrigued by him as a human making choices. She has pointed out a number of times, he's choosing to do things that Uh, deviated from what, certainly what um, Rehoboam would think he would do. And Mm -hmm. he's, he is working outside of his programming as a human and choosing to be with her. And it's not clear whether she is, that's just part of her egging him on or not, but she doesn't need a human tagging along. So the whole concept of her dragging along is interesting.
1: So far as we know, so far there as could we be know. a point where yeah,
0: yeah, there's a reason she needs yeah. an extra meat bag,
1: yeah, or somebody who will make a decision that nobody expects.
0: yeah, that's a good point, although we have not seen anything, I think, even to the current episode, we' have not seen anything to suggest how Rehob, that Rehoboam can predict how hosts will behave mm-hmm. beyond their original programming. Once hosts are liberated from that, there's been no discussion about it. Um, I mean, even in this episode, it's clear why Serac would want host data from the park and how it would play into how you would feed Roboam. Right. But there's nothing to suggest that Roboam would, A, know how to predict the behavior of a host that's become fully sentient, and then, B, does it even know they're out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, have we... So I'm trying to stitch together in my head, uh, Swiss cheese that it is, um, the whole notion of the host being released as doppelgangers for these high-visibility politicians, generals, actors, right, that that was kind of implied as going on, just like they were trying to do it way back in the original Westworld, right? But the... um, Did that ever... The, the tag and release program, did that ever come to fruition to a scale no. that is appreciable? It never happened, right?
0: No, they were collecting data on all those um, uh, patrons in the park. What do they call but, them? Not patrons, they call them. They were they were collecting enough data that they could build host simulac- simulacrums of them. Right. But that was not ever something that was released or known to be released.
1: Known to be released. So, Known to be released. Because <clears throat> here's the thing, right? Like, <clears throat> so Siroc and all these other... Maybe the real reason they want to get all the host data and everything else is that they don't want to be exposed for how much they've infiltrated the host into the uh, apparatchik, right? And yeah. Um, yeah. and even even through the episode we are actually current on, they you don't know because they're trying. To, you get the impression that they're treating these escaped hosts as really a clear and present danger to humanity.
0: It's a very so interesting it, problem, and I want to right? and we'll definitely have to talk about that in the later episodes because there's one thing. Even in episode three, it's clearly understood why Serac would want... It's implied enough to be understood why Serac would want the host data. The data that's behind the waterfall of magic that all the... You Mm -hmm. know, the afterlife of hosts Mm -hmm. of which Maeve has... Or Dolores has the key and Maeve wants in. It's clear why he would want it and why he recruits Maeve to help him. He wants... And that's the beginning of the next episode, but he wants that information because it helps to further inform uh, Rehoboam. However, as you said, clear and present danger hosts in the wild. He does not like, Mm. except for the Mm -hmm. one he's using. So yeah, that's really interesting too. But by the same token, there's the mysteries of why certain characters allow other characters to exist or protect them is one of the themes that I've always enjoyed about the show. I like that we don't yet know why, I mean, even up to the present, in our Mm -hmm. viewing, we don't know why Dolores would activate um, Bernard in the first place, let alone why she would protect him or make sure he Mm -hmm. was protected, right? Um, We don't know why Maeve is allowed to exist in Dolores' world order. And Dolores makes references to, like, it's important that they exist. It's important that they... That they operate, and I think that may allude to some of the things you were talking about about possibly Caleb's role. Uh-huh. Maybe Dolores knows that it's important that there are hosts with different underpinnings. Right.
1: Well, well, and, her, and if she's trying, yeah, and if she's trying to beat Sirach, who right. is Rehoboam, you know, Lord and Master, and Rehoboam is the tool that by which he acts. Right. And having someone that does the things that Rehoboam can't predict is a very useful wild card.
0: Sure, and the other thing is, I think that it's um, it's easy to get uh, caught up in the the narrative of Dolores just tearing through the real and you know running and gunning like she's out to destroy humanity, and that's not her mission statement. At least it doesn't appear to be, and mm-hmm. we and, and there are things she does in the upcoming episodes that we see that have varying degrees of success that speak to her plan, maybe, but mm-hmm. I don't think even at this point in the show her mission is to destroy the world of the humans that fucked them over so much in Westworld. I think it's more preservation of the species. And if the infrastructure of humans has to be upended so that she can continue to do what's needed in order to preserve hosts, that's where she's. So in other words, I feel like she's been manifesting as a terrorist who wants to get access to the industrial capability to generate more host bodies. Mhm right seize the means of production that seemed to be her mission and well, she but, can't do but, that if Rehoboam is active
1: right but remember what what Caleb asked what are you what are you trying to do and she said a revolution
0: right i, I that but, that's what gonna, does that mean
1: that's going to involve a body count that's going to involve a body count it's not going to be well, determination, but no, it's going it to involve a body count
0: no it does and in the later episodes we definitely see what that is but but that's a means to an end i think I think it's yeah. I think if you under I think it's like um it's like any it's like many real world revolutions that were had nothing to do with the politics of the revolution. Yep. Right? Okay, so that was episode three. You want to talk a little bit about episode four? Yes. This is the mother of exiles. Would you like me to uh read you any bullet points from this or do you no,
1: let's go, let's set the frames just so everybody okay. knows that we know what we're talking about?
0: Charlotte helps William prepare for a board meeting to prevent Ciroc from buying out Delos. So this is when we see, so when we first see the man in black, maybe the first time we see him in this se- season
1: season so far. Yeah. Yeah,
0: And he's, he's back from the park and he's seemingly batshit crazy. He's behaving an awful lot like, uh, Padre, was mm-hmm. for the family the scion of the family was that he was out to undermine in the beginning, as William, right? Yeah, what's his name? Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, what's his name? You know, what I'm talking about, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What's the family name? Oh, I, yeah, well, okay, anyway, remember how we saw that they kept that William. And then eventually leading up to Ed Harris level, William kept trying to perfect the reformation of Padre's personality in a host body. And they kept Mm -hmm. going around around and around and around and around. And he kept corrupting it, kept self corrupting and going crazy. And he said it had been happening for 30 years. Well, the opening of this William is acting very much like he was smashing things, screaming yes. saying he knows what's real i mean that's what he was doing which is further playing up the whole idea about whether william is a host that doesn't believe he's a host or mm-hmm. whether it's a human who's pushed to the point where the difference between host and human is so nebulous and th- and in and, and his and particularly what happened with his daughter is so tied to that inability to distinguish one from the other that it's just basically driving him crazy so is he a, a human being driven crazy is he a host that's driven crazy or is it a human who's coming to terms with who they are? Right. I, I, think, I
1: think it's a ladder. I think it's a ladder. Yeah.
0: We don't know. You. Yeah. Right. We don't but know it was you. interesting in a scene. It was interesting because Charlotte is talking to him and saying, Hey, there is this outside agent, an invisible man, right. Who's not recorded on any document, but who is about to take control of the company. And we need you to go and uh, be the vote. And yet then outside the apartment, Commits him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
1: And injects him with something.
0: And injects him with something. A tra- a, tra- uh, a tracking protein or some, or some... A protein that may be a tracking protein and maybe something else. Yes. Yeah. Could be a helping to uh, amplify the hallucinations. Could be many things. But what's yes. interesting about that was it seemed like she was bringing him in to help him... For him to help her they have enough votes to seal the deal to block Zurek but actually she took him off the board and had all of his through through automaton right she is that right am i blending that together she got the majority control by having his proxy validate her it was his proxy cuz he was crazy he was off the board right so it was his mm-hmm. his robotic proxy at the table that said, yes, I'm giving all my shares to you. I'm giving you all the control. Was that at the beginning or was it after the scene? I can't remember. It's after. Okay. So that that was the deal. She got him off the board and only, only to get him committed so that he could be completely invalidated and then take his mm-hmm. voting power. Yep. Yes? Yep. Uh, fascinating, though, when she's talking to him, because it's fascinating to see host Charlotte come out. Cause she, Tessa Thompson does a great job in this role. It does. She was all like, she, she had this sort of like, Oh, don't, don't, don't hurt me kind of thing. And then all of a sudden shifted into her host persona and he saw it and but, freaked out.
1: But just like Bernard, yep. right. So you're seeing, you're seeing this shift yeah. from the facade to the real, uh, across the spectrum here. Right. It'll be really yep. interesting to see how that, and Maeve too. Yes. Um, yes
0: well and also knowing that they don't at this point we don't yet know but it is nice that before the end of the season they do explain who's in who's in these different host bodies which pearls are in and retroactively yeah they've shown some of them but retroactively it's interesting knowing what we know later about what's going on with host charlotte this interaction is very interesting
1: yeah and then what
0: about the whole masquerade scene? The whole eyes wide shut, uh... super weird. Yeah, super weird. I didn't know how I felt about it to be honest with you, because the sex worker as you know disembodied human that you can just go to town on is already in the in the fundamental sort of setup for Westworld. So to have human rentals up on stage for charity for purchase for charity i was a little bit unsure of like do do we need to hammer that home that even on the even on the meat side they were doing that because it begged the question why you would go into a park to do it Uh because they 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 talked about how some of the people went into the park to uh to spark and some to court right sex and violence so if these prostitutes are up there and available to the ultra rich anyway to do whatever you want to them and again, we slide into the altered carbon thing too, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. definitely a part of that. But the skin know. jobs, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure about that, but I like the imagery. I think to me, it was more interesting the imagery of being behind um, masks that don't do a very good job of, of masks that are symbolic that don't really disguise who you are.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: the part of the wow. of that imagery that I thought was relevant thought, to
1: the story. That is putting on their ID.
0: Right. Right. Because isn't that like the in in stories that use that imagery isn't that one of the themes that's interesting though that it's like i just need the excuse to do the, the debauchery so i just put the bare minimum amount on mm-hmm. and then i'm out right yeah right it's like the uh, it's like the cop who takes the b- takes the shield and gun off and then goes and pummels someone to death right and then puts it back it's on still in uniform still in uniform yeah right 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 um, however this did give us, we started to amplify on the action here. This is the one where, um, oh, so was it in episode two or episode three? I guess it maybe it was episode two that uh, Bernard reactivated um, the least known uh, Hemsworth. brother. That was two. That was two. Yeah. yeah. So now he's got him walking around. He's forced him by programming to be his bodyguard, yet he's self-aware to know that he's been forced to do it, which is actually very interesting in the dialogue to me. That he knows he's being con- he's being willed to do it. I think that was great, but this is the one where we have this. We have a couple of big interactions in this episode with characters that we like, and they mm-hmm. don't go well. So this is one. This is the one where. Uh, um, uh, so I don't remember what the Hemsworth character's name is. Do you remember? Let's see. Dempsey. Uh, Ashley Stubbs. Ashley Smith. Oh yeah, Stubbs. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, he moves to. uh, He moves to block Dolores as Bernard is moving throughout that party, and Dolores is cleans the floor with him, and I thought that was wild as hell. It was fun. <laughs> it is not what you think is going to happen, right? You think it's going to oh, be that's... two.
1: What? No, no. I mean, Dolores. Dolores is the the physical badass, right? The subs. Yeah,
0: well, but I mean, it's, it's physical thubs. badass. We know yeah. that she's basically she's she's tweaked all her stats to 11. That's definitely happening. And we know that Stubbs has an injured shoulder that they had don't, they cannot afford to repair. Mm-hmm. But he was a he's a he's a you know, he's a heavy. His job yeah. is to be muscle and not to be dumb muscle. So it was you kind of think that maybe he's going to have a chance and then she just completely destroys him and sends him right over the balcony. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. And yeah. it was also hilarious that the people were so blitzed that they thought that was part of the well, until like until this shit got really
1: real, yeah. Right, right. But then, but then, you know, when uh, uh, Stubbs slows down Dolores, and also that Bernard Dempsey go right with right. Caleb chasing them, and then Connell shows up, and then that's when we get the big reveal that Connell's is Dolores.
0: That's right. That's right. And I love Connell's. I love that actor, and I loved the character and how it's being played, particularly mm-hmm. how he kind of yanks on the. Yanks on the underwear of the rich kid, right? Just kind of, nope. You're not really in control, and you never were in control, right?
1: So what I really like about Connell's is that... uh, So that switch, when I did the body dump and the body grab, and you don't know who who the host is, right? But um, I just like the whole suaveness of that character and how evil he was uh, in terms of his little subtle assassinations. And then how quickly that behavior was emulated and and improved upon by the host well so that's there's it no, right the, yeah, yeah. The, there is no there is no moral ambiguity with any of this it's a it's a well, let's rock and roll and let's yeah. do this and and putting, that putting a host you
0: know, in 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 the place of a corporate fixer security guy was a really interesting choice
1: yep and enabled the outcome that they wanted, right? Because they did the they did all the hostile takeover shit that they wanted to. They got yeah. all the info that they wanted to. Now they have a they have like a ternary mole system where they've yep. got Hale, Connells, and then Dolores out there free agent with Dempsey, who, as right. you find out, is you know very important to the whole Soraka uh, uh, origin story with Delos and, and right. insight.
0: Right. So right.
1: it's uh, yeah, it's, um, she really knew what she was doing. We talk, gotta talk you know, more.
0: Guys, we, we gotta talk more about well, Dempsey down downstream because, yeah, I'm uh, based on what we've seen beyond the episodes that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, it goes a direction that I didn't think they were going with him. Yeah. Um, but yes, we do learn a lot more about what how critical he is. However, mm-hmm. uh, I'm fascinated. Episode. Yeah, I'm fascinated by. Uh, I'm fascinated by corporate fixers. I've always been from playing cyberpunk games. To uh, you know, books we read or to other characters and other stories. Right now, one of my favorite characters in Devs is granted. I'm only a few in, but I'm one of my favorite characters is a corporate fixer in that show too.
1: I just oh, that's because that's because that character that character actor is so fantastic. Oh, he's right? fantastic. But, but, but I love but the he...
0: idea of the guy that has no rules, who exists under a framework of rules constructed to allow them to operate freely, right? I don't know.
1: He's, he's operating outside the rules to preserve the rules.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I just think it's great. Right. So yeah. to put a host in that body, you'd never know the host was there, right? Because he's just yeah. doing what he's gonna do. Yeah. And so then, but, but, yeah. but it's also interesting that
1: Dempsey. So Dempsey to me reminds me of the biologist in Prometheus. Yeah. Right? The line is like uh big dead bodies. Um <laughs> and, and and tries to and tries to make love with the cobra alien yes. thing coming out of yes. the ooze. Yes. then gets, you know, this is what then, I was
0: trained to do stick my face in it. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then,
1: and they get an upper GI probe of the likes of which yeah. no one would want. Yes. Um, but, but Dempsey just seems kind of that sacrificial moron like, yes. this, 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 this overprivileged douchebag who got what he deserved in terms of getting all his money taken away so he couldn't go to high end prostitutes that looked like the thing yeah. that he's dating. Yes. Right. Yes. And then, and then just turns into a squealing, sob, sad sack um The rest of yeah, that but, episode, it was yeah, just,
0: but, he's just put perfectly pathetic. But isn't it strange though, that they cast an actor and presented him as he was presented as a character that was like someone who was maybe sad, intelligent, and trapped. They did not, they did not cast a douche. I mean, he has douchey, behavior and they, lead in, they lean into was it a but, addiction. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a bonehead but he's not but at the same time he's intelligent mm-hmm. he's very what he is, well, is he is what i think it is is he's is the epitome of entitled he's so yeah. entitled that it doesn't occur to him that ever he someone would interfere with what he wants yeah. and he's somewhat shy so it's like what he wants is pretty small scale well, and so that's it But he's not just like
1: William. Just like William was before he turned into Men in Black. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. That's what I was going to say. He reminds me of a of a of a of an early William. But he, but but without but but without the Iron Core, right? I don't mm -hmm. think if you
1: expose him to some wicked shit, that he's going to have the transformation that William did into the Man in Black.
0: But yeah. yeah, that's right. But he's so he's presented with intelligence, some sort of emotional gravitas, some sort of sadness to him. Some inevitable well, because he feels guilty because he feels yeah. guilty for what he knows, right? He he had there's inevitability to him. There's this feeling of being trapped. He's playing a role that he doesn't want uh, mm-hmm. that he was born into. So there's they're they're also bringing in a lot of the uh, tragedy of a sentient host into him, the park host, right? Not the evolved hosts that are running around in the in the real, but the. The the characters that were becoming aware in the park, but had no choice, right? So there's some aspect of that, and then you then you begin to see as you as you progress that he is making choices of his own, and he's a douche. He's a total douche. But yeah. he's not a, he's not a blowhard, and he's not that arrogant guy because we have so many of those guys in movies, right? The arrogant guy, he's got his collar popped, and he's like everything is my way, blah blah blah. He's not like that. No. He's he's actually very. He's on the shy spectrum. The shy, um, like uh, I thought they were set. I thought they were setting him up as the you know brilliant recluse type of character initially, and then you realize actually no, he's a trust fund kid, and he's burning through well, prostitutes. Can I? Can
1: I? Yes. Uh, I want to bring up this whole thing about mental wellness and robots.
0: Yes, because there's, there's a lot of. <laughs> Boston <laughs> Robotics videos just go in the background. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, uh, kicking them, knocking him over. What's going to kick him
2: wrong?
1: There's a lot of really interesting stuff that I think gets looked, overlooked a lot in terms of the mental stability and the role of mental health in all of these stories that we're talking about, that they all yeah. have some kind of flaw that manifests itself in a lot of physical ways, but it's primarily emotion that, that emotion-mind that axis. That... Mm-hmm screws them all up, and they are all really hideously covered in scabrous baggage that yes. they can never scabrous process, can never handle, and, and they just keep acting out in a way that uh, is really up top, and you go through every character arc in here, and every major story, and every major character, there's something that you can find in a DSM-4 about a personality trait that you should be under the care of a, of a mental health professional, and it's just really interesting that both the robots have it and the humans have it. And the robots right. probably have it because the humans have it. it well, is, and, uh, but that speaks and so, to
0: that whole thing about whether there's a difference, right? right. They were, but, they were built to a point they were built to emulate humans to the point where they emulate their flaws.
1: I, I just, I, I just find it curious that all the innovation and all the meritocracy that is espoused in this utopian society is all driven by mental illness mm-hmm. So and I mean, and including the whole Daedalus thing. I mean, who the frack would come up with a world where you could go and kill, like, fight, fucking kill uh, yeah. anything you wanted to do without impunity? Yeah. I mean, what does that say about your mental health state that you want to go do
0: that anyway? But that and but, but but the idea is that that's happening in the in the real world today, right? But, we well, have but, those stories of that, yes, real or not. It's but, plausible but, but, enough that but, it's a recurring theme in movies. The problem is
1: that it's illegal in the real world and it's encouraged or at least Sure,
0: sure. Right. But isn't that about what isn't that what the whole uh, you know, cyber sex with AIs in literature is about? But isn't well, this all about all the the creepy dudes that go to Thailand and all that stuff? I mean, isn't this all about or like, sex or
1: yeah, yeah, but but the, the fact that it has now become the dominating world. Sorry course. if you like
0: to go to Thailand, dude. I didn't, I didn't, no, no, no but I didn't but mean it, to. I, shine I like a to spotlight on your and Thailand I, experience, and I, and I go there with
1: my wife and my daughter, and,
0: and you get bit by monkeys. It's a totally
1: if they buy monkeys. Um, the but I just find it curious that there there is nothing noble in right. humanity that spurred. This type of innovation and impact.
0: Okay, it was okay, all but... driven
1: by no no, it was all driven by
0: whacked yeah. out shit base, Everything about Westworld, everything about the park, is about feeding the base instinct. No. It's it's but, indulging but... the id. We agree. However, what I think is interesting is are the are the hosts fucked up because they are patterned after humans who are fucked up? Because they're trying not to be patterned, not just patterned. But they're trying to programmed be human. by humans, yeah. Because you get the sense that a Dolores and her kind have self-evolved beyond their original programming, which means they are post. They're post-host. post-programming, but but, they're but, but okay,
1: they're, they're post-programming, but they still want to be human.
0: Yeah. So my question is: Is the are the faults in their personalities these emotional failings, <laughs> the questions of sanity that you're uh, uh, ascribing to Dolores and others? are they because of their roots having been programmed by humans or is it a necessary component of sentience of that level of sentience that we have enough, there's enough brain power to think about our existence and our mortality and our, and our role in the world and what is important and not to the point where we twist ourselves up into knots. And because it begs questions about the average human, does the average human have that level of, of, you know, fringe mm -hmm. insanity just lurking.
1: Well, but, but it, you know, you can go to Sartre, you can go to Nietzsche, Nietzsche, you can do all that, right? How do you live rationally, knowing that your rational mind is going to end? Right. right. How, how do you exist in something oh, when there is nothing, right? I don't even oh. go into it. Like, like like We're <laughs> men of a certain age, to... let's not talk about it. No, no, it. Yeah, but, no but, but an true. awareness that it's going to end, right? So is it the human condition or is it something that...
0: Um... But that was the story of William in season one. That was the story before the big reveal that that those two characters were the same person. The mm-hmm. story of William was the guy that went into this world reluctantly because he was trying to do what he had to do to get the blessing of dad, of um, dad father-in-law. But I, yeah, I don't went in that way. You don't think he did? They, the way they framed I, it was he went in that way and thought he was going to white no, hat it all the way through, no, and then no, no, I don't
1: because because of what happens in the episode we can't talk about
0: yeah but i don't but but, but no
1: no 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 cuz i think we are who we are i think the transformation and the annealing you know, and everything that's... else no no okay, so so I'll so to say that to, to but say, he didn't know that,
0: that... No. he didn't know that about himself he went well, in maybe. thinking he he was the guy he's the guy quite honestly he's the guy like i have been in the very few times one time i've been in a strip club same thing he was the guy that walked in and was like, well, I'm going to sit here and not be that guy. I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm going to take the higher
1: road." Then, and then he actually thought he fell in love and yeah.
0: Blah, right. Yeah. And then, and then, and then he got uncorked, but they also played a lot of that, like, you know, unrequited, uh, repressed nerd love stuff that they, they used on him in that season. That is an easy trope on people who crack. Right. Yeah. I just, I, the nice guy. Maybe I
1: just, I just, I just think of what happened in the last, the most recent episode. I'm like, oh, no, he was totally fucked from the beginning. He was fucked all the way through. And he just did different shades of delusion on people to create the better optics.
0: So we originally thought that we were going to be able to talk about (laughs) three and four and five and six in one night and circumstances have, Presented themselves that we're probably going to split this up again and have a third yeah. recording for five and six. So I will tell you now that uh, for the last episode, I didn't think I was going to be able to watch it because my access to HBO—it's uh, this, this effed up thing with. I don't AT&T. know what, I don't know what happened there. We're not going to talk
1: about what we did online, but no, no, I don't know. What, but the, yeah.
0: my point is, my point is, my legal access to HBO gave Westworld after one a.m. <laughs> my time and i didn't intend to stay up for it because i was like well i'm done so i went and watched something else i really enjoyed and then something else happened but then and then i had access to it so i'm like what the hell i'm going to do it so i started watching but i was some cocktails in and it was between 1 and 2 a.m and so i kind of went in and out of some stuff in that episode Mm -hmm. and there were a couple of points where i know that i zoned out for a second and then woke up and i may have missed something critical (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> based on what you're saying there was distinctly a moment and let me tell you this i'll tell you this now this is this is how bad it was for me i watched something else and then it was like around 12, 12 or 12 30 and i was like well i'm gonna go to bed and then this channel this 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 system that i have to access uh hbo through at&t's through my cell service right they gave me this bonus thing it's really weird it's base Construct in the app is to show you real time what's being broadcast on HBO or what was being broadcast on HBO at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got mm-hmm. a real time like broadcast TV, and then it also has the streaming component that you can get. So while mm-hmm. it says okay, Westworld's not available till one oh one thirty or whatever it was one oh five a.m., it still had in its root this ongoing stream of show. And when I looked up at what it was, it was this special, this documentary on micro bourbons and shit in Kentucky. And I'm like, well, all right. Uh, and so, and I was drinking a a, a, a bourbon at the time. I'm like, I'll, I'll watch that. And so all of a sudden I had watched 35 minutes of a special on Louis, Louisville distilleries. And then I'm like, holy shit, Westworld's on. So that's not great. And then, and then here's how I know. Yeah. And here's how I know. And it wasn't like I was blotto. I was just really tired, right? It was like one and while yeah. I was watching it, and, and blottoed i know not i mean just enough to be tired just falling asleep not okay not drunk but not but, passing out not passing out right falling just, asleep. just falling asleep i dropped my phone or something or maybe a cat jumped and a phone dropped and so i jumped not realizing i was asleep and this is this is where it's bad i checked my watch right but i was holding a drink <laughs> that i fell asleep holding which has only happened a few times in my life right the drink was in my hand. it was a flask actually i was holding it because that's where i'm at at this point and i checked my watch and i tipped the flask over and i and i'm like ah! so i had to clean that up and i'm like oh i should get it so in in that in the context of that i looked up i realized i had been watching west world and not realizing what was happening and i think i caught the tail end of what you're alluding to and not the meat of it because I got to the end of that I mean, session, I yeah, got the I mean, end of that special session, and not the, the the middle part of it. That 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 is a journey. That, I saw the foot. I saw the the pain and gain version of that see yeah. that scene, I, but not the I, other part.
1: <laughs> I can't. I can't wait until we talk about episode six because that. I saw cutting far, of
0: carpet. I saw cutting of carpet swatches. Is what I'm saying. That, uh, that, uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh,
1: the uh, episode six by, is by far my yeah. favorite episode. So I'll tell uh, you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, anyway, think, I, I yeah. think you're right. I think it was fantastic from what I saw anyway. All right, so, okay, going back to uh, the Mother of Exiles.
1: Which is just the Mother of Dragons, again. Yes. Uh, uh, both blonde, both young, both naive, both twisted, both sickos, both whacked out. We even and had a having, dragon. And,
0: we and even and had both, Weiss and Benny off there.
1: Yes. Yes. And, we, and they both have fucked up
0: kids. Okay, and so <laughs> then we also, yes, and then we also, okay, so wait a minute. Going back to Connell's. Mm-hmm. we're told that we realize that connell's is a Delores. Dolores.
1: bernard gives it away
0: bernard gives it away now
1: because because he's like he's like he's trying to so it's like right. the matrix right because they see got each other and then they can try and translate each other's code or something but they get close and the wi-fi suddenly works and they can relate to you each got, other on a quantum yeah, level or something
0: yeah and then you got your your garage door opener yep. To uh, switch states,
1: good good blake bad blake click i wish it was that easy I, I just, don't, don't, understand understand, why bad I just Blake, don't understand. I don't know why bad Blake turns it off. I don't know why bad Bernard ever turns it off.
0: I don't understand how you have the will to push the button. I thought it exactly. would be like meditation, where some other stimuli is going to bring you out of it. But they seem to have the ability to do that, and I don't understand why. You're right. Why would yeah, why would Hyde go back to Jekyll? Right. Yeah. Right. So, but here's the thing. We so, were talking... it,
1: so it, it, I'll tell you, it would be really cool is if that remote had like an auto timer. Yeah. Right. You click right. it and then 10 minutes later it resets.
0: Right. But it doesn't because they act, see him do it.
1: Yes. But I'm saying that that act of volition is something that is really why do you even need the button then? If you can switch back oh, okay. and forth willfully. Okay.
0: You're on to something. Maybe the button, maybe that device is not necessary. Yeah. It's a totem. Mm-hmm. And so they click it on a time, they either uh, on a timing or on the resolution of a, of a task. And then yeah. they're, imp- they're, Compelled to click it to get themselves out. They wake them yeah. like those people that can take a nap and wake themselves up in twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, right? the if then the if then the logic gates. Yeah,
0: yeah, the logic gates. Okay, so here's the thing. You said earlier that uh, before we move on, you said earlier that the hosts are all wackadoo because they were born from the stuff of humans who are wackadoo. Well,
1: they, they were born from the stuff of human
0: nightmares. Human nightmares, and, 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 and <laughs> they were programmed and they, and, as murder, murder sex bots. That's there's a very right, key detail and, there. Right, and they and
1: they and the 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 uh, residue psychic silicon hangover from being tortured, abused, right, maligned, debased, and killed for a decade.
0: Right, like cuckoo, for puffs. Yeah, yeah, like you say, they were like you're pointing out, they were programmed by humans to be murder death bots, murder sex bots and the humans to willingly do that had to be depraved enough to accept that as something that was morally okay. What the so but that's like one of the things I love the Bourne Identity uh series. I yeah. love him, But one of the conceits of that is that, you know, Jason Bourne is this like inherently good guy that was programmed into being a shithead, <laughs> but you know, no. given free will, he's not the shithead anymore. He's only going to kill other assassins or whatever. And it's like, wait a minute. I'm no. more interested in I'm more interested in stories that admit that the Guy that could go there is there and stays there,
1: right? Yeah. You just need to polish the turd to let it turn gold.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, thanks for the visual aid, by the way. We got a visual aid on that. So going no, but, back but, to your thing about but, the but, but, yeah. about the host, but, though.
1: Can I offer one yeah. other thing? The, I think one of the greatest parallels into that insight is you take a look at the interaction between the host and the text.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, the texts are horrible,
1: and, and the, the text world, except for the one that was, the that one. was kind of a nice guy, and then he was yeah. summarily slaughtered. Um, <clears throat> the and then is this the episode where we're talking about Maeve and World War II yes. sets? And uh, yes. right, yes, so th- that absolute slaughterhouse, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, it, it, it's not relegated to the Westworld. Or okay. whatever Delos is right. operating, it it's in it the virtual simulators. Yeah, okay.
0: But what I'm but here's what I'm trying to get at, though. You are saying okay. that the hosts are depraved and on and on. No, I'd say state. they're damaged.
1: I'm saying they're damaged.
0: They're damaged because their programmers are in a mental state that, by virtue of their creation, they are flawed, which has mm-hmm. more Judeo-Christian components to it. Mm-hmm. My question is, what the fuck with Bernard? Now, not just the what the fuck with Bernard because this season you're like, why is Bernard walking around wimpy instead of having more will to power? But his inherent origin as being a cypher for one of the co-creators of Westworld and all that other stuff, but he routinely makes good... He he may not make good decisions, but he makes moral decisions. Yes. So what is it about Bernard's creation that allows him to be... The angel on the shoulder if Dolores is or someone else is the devil on the shoulder like the, why but, is that but 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 he's
1: not because he's got a click
0: but that's kill. just right now but that's not click, click kill. but but that's Bernard that's real Bernard the, or uh, in the real Bernard right now but over the course of this time he has been a sympathetic host
1: well but it's always been a facade
0: has it yeah when, when, I, with, I, when have I, we been shown? I, I, when have no, we been I, I shown that Bernard is is as cold blooded as the others? Clicker. What's he done with the clicker? So he, so yeah, he program. He, he turns
1: on the clicker, he turns the clicker and then becomes who he really is. I think so the checkline uh, high thing. I think the checkline uh, hide thing is a good thing. I, I think I think uh, the, okay. the the user interface is ninety percent of Bernard, and then the true Bernard is the clickbait.
0: Got it. Got it. Fair no, enough. I think, I
1: th- right. And, but, but you're right. I mean, the character Bernard, because we never really got to know the true human origin story of Bernard, except on the periphery, right?
0: But they've kept that vague of reasons. For reasons. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It goes, yeah. It and, and, it,
1: it, but it was interesting because with Sirach, they introduced, and then you go right to the origin story for him to realize how wackadoodle he is. Right. And, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I
1: loved it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but Bernard, it's like, I, I like, don't like know. the French. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why there's no there, there are no French war heroes, right?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> son of a bitch. The, um, really cool. Um,
1: well, it's, what it's, is it? It's the shortest book in human history? the, the yes. top three? Yeah. The um, what's interesting is that uh, you're not really sure about what Bernard's origin story is, and therefore his true motivation. Right. right, he's 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 there as a foil to Dolores to try sure. and prevent genocide of humans. Which she's right? deliberately but why... kept
0: him going, which is important. And right. we and it may be the free, it may be the fact that he's a different well, thinker than her. But there's something about him. Does she think that the future of their species as hosts depends upon other points of view? That he is a different type of well, sentience, and he, she needs yeah. him for that.
1: Well, I, th- I think he's he's providing her a moral compass that she doesn't have. Yeah. Perhaps. Right. That, that he's the voice of, he's the conscience, right? But Teddy and, was
0: before she manipulated him.
1: Right. And we, we still know where Teddy's going to end up. I guarantee he's going to come back, right? To, right. To, with all this uh, right. mind-flipping stuff going on. Um, and uh, Maeve's uh, squeeze uh, Hector or whatever. Hector, and,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but it'll be really interesting to see the, this all play out because Bernard why he's there is this is he a sea anchor or is he really trying to manifest a conscience that will hold her in check it's kind of like it, it, it's weird we were talking about Batman before right it's kind of like the Batman Joker duality that right if they if they ever really succeeded in being who they are and took the one out they wouldn't know what to do with themselves with the, the next best stage, line
0: right? the best line in Dark Knight yeah. was you know I'm like a dog chasing after a car I wouldn't know what to I do, do if I caught dude. it I caught it right <laughs> like that was that combined with him just walking up and pressing the clicker once again the clicker for the hospital <laughs> click, click 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 what the hell <laughs> all and, right and then so, yeah right. yeah <laughs> so okay so all right so going back to bernard for a second but that, but that,
1: but, that but that it's the yin and yang thing right right that they can't they can't but does exist bernard exist
0: other. does bernard exist as to exist as a foil for dolores well or does dolores go... exist as a foil for bernard
1: I don't know. So you, you go back. That's a really Dolores good is one of the
0: oldest hosts in the park.
1: Well, and Bernard but, is the one. But
0: Bernard is a host that's emulating one of the creators of the park. My who, question is: we've who been mentored Dolores, Dolores.
1: Dolores? Who mentored yeah.
0: Dolores? Who mentored Dolores? So the question is: as we go, I keep thinking to myself: is this about mm. Bernard the whole time? As Dolores is the will to power, force of action in the story, is this really about Bernard? Does she exist? because he exists as opposed to vice versa. And I don't know, but I don't know, but,
1: but, but I, unless he's Anthony Hopkins, I mean, so ever, ever avoiding the whole arc of Anthony Hopkins, yeah. they still have not.
0: Yeah. They haven't so what, about what, Ford, it's what's really interesting to me.
1: What's really interesting to me that they've never reconciled the powers that be at insight and Delos and Bobab right. or whatever his name is. And then Anthony Hopkins role in all of that, because he has not appeared anywhere.
0: And there have been some references right. to, in Delos. Yeah. There's been some references to like, well, do they know about the, how do they know about the secret project? And I don't know. They've, It's implied that they're talking about the collect all the data on the, on the, on the guests uh, of the park, but there's something else there. Right.
1: I, I think, I think the secret is you collect the data. Hosts in the real world. You, you, and you put hosts out there to be right. the doppelgangers for they the decision makers. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Now, so here's the other thing about Bernard as being, the 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 um the true epicenter of the story. I think it's fascinating that our gateway to the real was through Bernard. It was Bernard's yeah. house. He was going back and built He built himself the 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 reconstructed version of the house that the real Bernard wanted to build but never got to. Yeah. And then that's the transition point that he brings Dolores through the Babe in the Woods, right? And then she's oh. evolved into her sort of, you know, whatever this 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 metaphorical womanhood. And then she's out the door into the real. And it was his house and his construct that was the gateway between mm-hmm. the Westworld world well, and the real world.
1: because well, and and you got to remember the best conversations in the first two seasons to me, for the most part, were the Bernard and Dolores conversations.
0: We have some serious right, when, when... shit to talk about with that later, right? Okay. Right, but, but I was, was awake for that. It, yeah,
1: <laughs> it, it's but it's the that. So I there are a couple in games here, right? Is this really about the human condition of reaching immortality? Yes, the singularity, right, or, like about like, right, the singularity. Well, or at least they're no longer confined by this mortal coil. Yes,
0: which one? And which
1: one? and one well, No, the the just basically death because of yes decrepitude, or is it? all about consciousness and going to the next stage of evolution based on higher thought or is it that the vanity is all and it's all a narcissistic nightmare and world is going to die so right. i just right and 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 or the whole thing with the uh, throw star trek picard out there we create synthetic life and it supplants us in our in our role as the alpha predator of the world
0: that's uh, now granted. I haven't watched Picard. I know what you're talking about. Yes,
1: yeah. um, and you I may mean not want to it. watch it. It's from yeah. I don't know.
0: I heard it goes dogs lunch really badly very quickly. Borg's yeah. lunch, as I referred it to it with with you yeah. earlier. Um, but uh, you know, uh, you also mentioned decrepitude, and that, of course, is a great uh, callback to Blade mm-hmm. Runner. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Accelerated decrepitude. Decrepitude. Uh, but you know,
1: uh, uh, the star uh, the, that burns
0: twice as bright. Yeah, half as long. And you've and you've, you've burned oh
1: so very brightly, Roy. Yeah.
0: Which which <laughs> of our which of our Westworld characters has the red hot poker on his nose? like <laughs> So, the th- the thing though is I made your eyes. I made your eyes. But isn't it interesting though that you talked about how if you know the the implied so their if Delos was cloning human sentience and mimicking it in host bodies to then use them as sleeper cells or whatever, if that's mm-hmm. their end game for that. Okay, fine, but if, but if the humans that are participating and funding these programs, such as William mm-hmm. uh, was doing, mm-hmm. if their goal is, hey, if I can bring back a person I loved for perpetuity as a host simulacrum, or if I can enter that, let me go immortal. Well, but what's interesting is that has not been a a, a through. Uh, theme in a lot of the subject matter that we've seen so far, it hasn't been about can humans retain their sense of self and ascend like a singularity into an artificial intelligence,
1: except for the one case that they went ad nauseum on and how every time they brought him back, trying to went become a human and about a human, absolutely batshit, right?
0: The dad again,
1: yeah, why is I can't remember hey, his name, yeah, I whatever, blah, blah blah, doesn't matter, yeah, the um, the uh. But what's interesting is that with Bernard, right? Yeah, they seem to have addressed that by doing a merge of a host human construct, right? Right, and and maybe that the clicker could also be a relief valve, right? So, hmm, interesting stuff. I think it's fascinating. Now you're clicking on things and looking at things, and no, no, things.
0: I was just looking to see if I could remember that. I just really want to remember the name of the. It's so it's such a big deal in the story, and I for some reason I just cannot remember the name of the father figure that William. It, yeah,
1: it's not important to episode six. It's not important no, for episode it, four,
0: it's you're right. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. right. Um, right. I don't remember which episodes she was relevant in, other than uh, a recent one. She but, knew what? Uh, uh Palm Klemientov uh, as Martell. That was one of my favorite secret castings of the season. And every mm-hmm. time she's on screen, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I love it. I love how cool she is. I love how she looks. I love how she acts. I love how she walks. Uh, I love how violent uh, ends and violent delights are interconnected and mm-hmm. things happen with that character. But um, anyway, I had no reason to tell you that. I just really no, wanted nice. to bring it up. <laughs> she's really cool looking.
1: But yeah, so and then and then Maeve with the Yakuza, uh, and okay, so let's talk about Musashi, and then Musashi is Dolores, too. We didn't even get all right, all right, no, no, no.
0: okay, so that's like the next major beat. No, no, so there's the the next beat in this episode is that uh, Sarak restarts Maeve and then says he's going to fund her and help her, uh, against Dolores because,
1: but, but but you're forgetting the whole thing that he he had the ability. To put her, her into a virtual reality, ah, he, Oh, yeah. he, he can control it enough to put her into a virtual reality. But while she's in it, she's still able to access the real world through the cameras and everything else, and still get it. So she can cross that virtual-real divide through electronics in a way that nobody else can. So that's yes. still true. Yes,
0: Deus ex machina. Right. She is. She has that power that even Dolores doesn't have. Correct. Right. Now, Serac doesn't know that about her. Correct. And Serac is not responsible for the War World stuff. That's a that's a that's I don't think, but that has been presented as a construct to occupy her time while her body's growing. Yes. And what I want to know is, was this just an excuse to use War World, or is there something relevant to the fact that you're gonna that character and how it's being played, how it's being presented over and over again in that story?
1: Well, I well, we we. I, the the answer is obvious once you go to the end of episode
0: six. Right,
1: right. The right. right. the the reason why that um,
0: is so important. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's a
1: good one. Yeah.
0: And the writer, what's his name? The writer who proves to be a hilarious. I love. I love that. Guy. Once he's self aware, he's he's hilarious. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and the idea that he never drops the cane. Like, even after, he, after he's presented with the fact that he is not real, he still is well, hobbling around. Just just like
1: the Matrix. Why are you breathing right. hard?
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> so Serac has basically told Maeve that they can... Him helping her... Her helping him helps her, too, because Dolores has the key, the encryption key, that will allow access to the world, the afterlife, in which her yep. daughter lives... And yeah. so if she gets the key for him so he can get the data, she can also get access to her daughter. Mm-hmm. And you know right 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 there Mave is like, "Yeah, sure, but I will get that key." <laughs> right? <laughs> like you know that she's thinking, "Yeah, okay, I'm going to game you and I'm going to I'm going to do this and you fund me, that's fine, but I'm still all I want is my daughter." You think you're you think you're manipulating me, but I'm really manipulating you and Serac's going, "You think that I'm manipulating you and you're manipulating me, but I'm really manipulating you." right mm-hmm. there the reason i say this is that each of them think that they know more control. about the other yeah. and they are in control yeah. but yeah. only one of them has a button that stops the other one
2: mm-hmm.
0: yet so the one far. that can be stopped is the one that has abilities that the the one who thinks they're in control doesn't know about mm-hmm. so there's a point where i'm wondering when the button doesn't work
1: Yes, that'll be an interesting day for Serac, won't it?
0: If that's a momentary switch, it's an electronic device.
1: But again, switch buttons, the, the control circuits, right? Bernard, Serac, yep. it goes yep.
0: over and over and over. Yep, yep, I agree. But she has been proven to be able to interfere with anything that's electronic, right? So, at some point, he's going to be clickety clicketing, and she's going to be like, "Well, it doesn't work. I don't know." So, 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 let's talk about that war. Let's talk about Warworld for a second. So. What do you think the purpose of War World is? Is it to because her role in Warworld was coming to the realization that it's not real and then gaming it, and then figuring out that she could emulate realize that the code was emulated and then by by virtue of that control the world as an artificial construct. The question is I mean, well,
1: what's the purpose of Warworld? Well, but, but so I think the purpose is for her to go back and save Hector. And the, the, it, it's a, it's a plot vehicle only. Right. Right. Okay. All right. A, and yeah, I don't think, um, other than everybody likes to see
0: Nazis get killed. Sure. The Quentin Right. <laughs> we also like watching Nazis read papers. Where are your papers? And, you all have the papers. <laughs> you're all traitors. Yes. Um, uh, but right. also, okay. So let's talk about then let's talk about Sato. Okay. So we have, this, this is the second big moment in this, uh, in a very short period of time where. You Uh-huh. Where we're, we're, yeah, well, yes, but his, 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 uh, his host bot, his body is Sato, the Yakuza.
1: Yakuza, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, the second time in a row that we think our protagonist is going to go in and kick ass and then just gets their ass handed to them. By Dolores. By Dolores, the same one, who pushed their, like, levels to 11. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, played with the dice. So, so... So how, tell, and and, the, and there are five
1: clones of Dolores badass out there. And, well, uh, we don't know
0: that at this point. We don't know that there are five wow. clones of Dolores, but it's well, starting. Musashi, to run, we, we know Masashi,
1: Hale, and Connells. Yeah. We don't know Hale
0: and, and Dolores. Way, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, that. We yeah. you know, it's stricken. It's stricken from the record. <laughs> from the, I'll tell you, everybody. <laughs> Unruly Rose, but so, so but, but, there's, okay, but, but there's multiple.
1: So there's multiple copies of Dolores which is also an interesting point to consider that she didn't bring her friends with right. her
0: she brought she her. brought her with her right and and
1: there's this i mean
0: well no 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 wait a minute she yeah she took five pearls and, they, and then she overwrote them with herself maybe. right well Unless, at one point or another
1: at one point or another they, they she cloned herself where whereas the others are bringing their friends and family with them
0: so yeah, so is a...
1: interesting about the megalomaniacal nature of absolutely it, right,
0: but and do you think... uh, I am the
1: Messiah. I am the Messiah, so this is how I do it.
0: But she didn't take empty pearls; she took pearls of other people, and then she over re- overwritten. She overwrote them with herself. So the which question is even worse, that, right? Even worse of a crime. But does that? But that begs the question: Are the flaws and the corruption in those hosts because she overwrote her? Herself onto another host pearl, because going back to the thing about Hale and Hale having this inexplicable conflict between themselves as a host and themselves as the character body they're playing. Mm -hmm. Is she reacting between who Hale was and who the host is, or is she reacting between who Hale what or who the host is? And the other host that originally occupied that pearl. Is that mm-hmm. part of the problem? We don't know think... because some of the other the other versions of her that we've seen so far have not uh, cascaded. Correct. The way Hale... host Hale cascading. Has. Yes. Yeah. So so what do you think the role of uh, Dolores as Musashi as Sato is in this world? Is it... I... Manuf- supervising the manufacturing of the goo the goo do you think in that facility there's actually do you think that's actually is it just a supply chain component for something bigger for replicating host bodies or do you think that that is the host replication center i
1: think it is the host replication center why would dolores be there otherwise yeah okay so it also creates this thing so if she really believes in herself that much is she creating a thousand of herself that's right Right. When she and says, I'm
0: making a world a better place for us. Is it a better world for me? Does she ever... Is, us, or the we, right? yeah. is yeah. us the royal we, right? Yeah. Is us the royal we, right? I mean, that's what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, uh, okay. And then... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's really it. The end, the end of this episode was... The well, the thing. committing,
1: the, the the committing scene was the end the, of it,
0: right? The commit, the yeah. committing of the committing of, of uh, of William, and then the capture of Liam by well, the, Caleb and Dolores. Right.
1: I mean, the the, the cliffhanger that we, we we didn't talk about is that Maeve gets killed, right? Right, and so the and question it, is, okay, is that is that really the end of Maeve or not? And right, uh,
0: right. and yeah. there's a, these really great imagery, which has been on the peripheral before but was really evident in this which was the west world, the the um the host generation fluid that mm-hmm. burst and is spilling this this white fluid everywhere and then she's laying it with all her blood so, coming out so. so it's it's mother's milk right it's the well it's the literal else. it's the well sure you're okay i see where you're going what a man, man. I, I just I'm just, I'm just saying that the. the, the I saw it as it. mother's milk. You saw it as something yeah. different, but yeah. there is something absolutely. All they had to do was start juggling eggs in the scene, right? I mean, it was yes. really, exactly. really. <laughs> it was really in your face, but yeah, but actually more in her face, to be honest with you. So anyway,
1: <laughs> which which, so there you go. You just fed in my, you fed in my disease. Oh, you're you. you're disgusting.
0: You're, yeah. you're you're the guy that would go to Westworld, and you're like, I'll take the gray hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think at the time you watched this episode, where did you def- where did you fall on William? Did you think that William being uh, committed to an asylum was a host, or do you think he is a sane human being, driven crazy or being convinced he's crazy, or do you think he is an insane human?
1: Oh, I think he's being manipulated by the system he created. To manipulate.
0: I like an insane asylum where you put on a in a uh, sunken living room and told to just sit there,
1: right? Well, but 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 <laughs> all the action beautiful. is up here. All the sure. action is up here, right? Yes, so you can be yes. in paradise and still be in hell.
0: How so. weird, knowing what you know. Granted that you've seen all of devs, but how trippy is it? Uh, I you know, having watched um, like four episodes into devs, how many of the beats are similar between this season of Westworld and what was in devs? Yeah. Well, like many of the beats, many of the beats. Yes. All right. So, okay. So that was three and four. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the next time we talk, we'll do five and six, which will be, Mm -hmm. hopefully will be accompanied by another, um, human, not host on this podcast. So far as tonight, um, would you like to... Uh, do you have any other comments about uh, Westworld's 3 and 4? Or your experience watching this season so far, maybe? Uh, how do you well, feel about uh, it?
1: it? I'm still on the fence about it. To be honest yeah? with you. Really? I, I think... Um, I, I think they're going to pull it up and at the end and they come and deliver something that's going to be gobsmacking. But it's a typical slow burn... right now and some of the stuff that i thought wouldn't be clunky is really clunky like some 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 of the big bot and the animation and cgi isn't that good yeah (laughs) and and like we said the high-speed car chases that are not um and the kind of yeah so but i i really like the character arcs i think the acting is stronger than ever um and, Do uh, you Evan, Evan Rachel Wood? Okay. Evan Rachel Wood continues to impress. Yeah. She gets totally better every season. Yeah,
0: but think about the fact that we've identified almost every major actor on the show as being amazing in their performances. I mean, that says a lot about why we love this show. We like the cyberpunk trappings and all of the urgency mm-hmm. and everything else. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line, and how it's filmed and everything. But the bottom line is, these actors are doing incredible jobs. Uh, yes, Evan Rachel Wood and Jeffrey Wright and. Uh, Tessa Thompson, Tessa Thompson and Ed Harris. I mean, they're all just killing it. Yep. Well, but literally. It, <laughs> it,
1: but, but, it, but but it's like what it's what we've come to expect from HBO.
0: I think right? Is right. that, yeah. it,
1: it, it's basically movie cinema production quality on a right. small screen,
2: Absolutely. and and
1: and and that's what they do better than anybody. And take a look at, I, I mean, as much as I am a Westworld fan and Game of Thrones fan, but you take a look at um, The Watchmen. Right. and
0: Absolutely. I mean, oh my God,
1: that, that that was probably, if I got stranded on a desert island, that'd be one of five that I would make sure I had to watch ad nauseum.
0: So, so we're we owed, yeah. we, we still need to do an episode on um, soundtracks in shows and mm. movies we like and mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. important they are to them. But mm-hmm. there is a very consistent thread on the soundtracks I listen to in my regular life. And the shows that I love, I pull them right out of the shows. And in some cases I have the soundtrack on shows I haven't seen, but I'm following the composer or whatever. The, the, but well the best the best, they the best are thing tied.
1: Is that, but the best thing that you already have is that you already have the soundtrack in your head because you've been listening to it all your life. And then they can yes. it into a thing that like it's yeah, the yeah. one ring that binds them all in the darkness.
0: Right, <laughs> right. And I have to say that in season three, the pop songs mutated into the soundtrack have been more obtuse oh. than in the other seasons in the other seasons oh, yeah. i was like radiohead here we are and in this one yeah. it's a little bit more yeah you know, it's, it's well, a I little vaguer
1: they, i think vague. they went more i think they went more uh trent than they went
0: i was gonna say right i think there's I think a lot went, more a lot more trent you'd think that you'd think that watchmen happened two years earlier because there's a lot of similarities between the actual soundtrack material of Westworld mm-hmm. season three, and what Reznor and Atticus were, uh, uh, Ross Atticus is, Finch, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Atticus Finch, not the same. <laughs> I'm stuck in a ham, I'm in a, I'm, in a, I'm in a ham, uh, so, so anyway, um, I love soundtrack, and if the soundtrack and the moody, still atmospheric imagery are there, so I'm in hog heaven.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna put that to the test in the upcoming episode. You know
0: which one it is. Yes. Where, yes. right? Yes. It, uh, it is the me, low point of the series. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about. I, that I
1: really did not. I think we're look, on the
0: same page about yes. that. that. That it's fucking. I, yeah. I
1: almost killed it at that point. I was like, I'm it's gonna cancel like this.
0: Harry Potter's yuck beans or whatever. Harry like Potter's
1: just, salty chocolate balls.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so no. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get, in the next episode, we're going to be talking Ugh. about, I think, a low and a high point in the series, right? Wouldn't you say? No, it, it, There's it a low def- and a high point. a definitive low. It was a definitive yeah, low. Yeah, and then, and I mean, I think the, that pair of episodes was a real flip. Um, going from what the hell to, you know. I, I, I thought I saw it.
1: the Joni and Chachi Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> they,
0: they, they did what they did. You've been fire. looking at my hot tub, I think, baby. All right, so... um uh, so anyway, I think I'm really enjoying the music and I'm enjoying the um, one reviewer for Variety described this season as having a very heat-like quality. And you know that that's a trigger word for me. But it is I think a trigger word for you. I think they've got it right because of how much Michael Mann used color blocking and music and composition to frame his shots. There is a very heat-like quality to this season's approach to the real i would agree with that part i wouldn't say it's on the same level of cinematic perfection as heat no no but i'm kidding. Me, it's, a, it, it's a flawed movie uh, too. i, I,
1: I was, was a very flawed I was, gonna, I was gonna poke on that but yeah yeah uh, this is this is like um
0: but it's there you could see that you could uh, see the seeds that were planted yeah, yeah. But, in but Heat but like this okay sure uh
1: then it's been a Villanueva, well, yeah, and yes. and I think those two merging.
0: He's from France and not having,
1: Spain, and, and and having a and having a love child would be the director that's doing Westworld season three.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Well, okay, and we're going to talk about this in the next segment, but uh, it's a perfect segue because mm-hmm. Alex Garland is literally that love child. Yes. All right. So let's talk about our rum fueled recommendations for this particular podcast session. Mr. Blake, do you have mm-hmm. any uh, wonderful product that you have enjoyed that you would like to uh, recommend to people? Well,
1: I've, I've been on the devs uh, boat yep. here for a while. So, yeah. Uh, yep.
0: Devs. Uh, devs.
1: Yep. Um, and actually, I'm going to go back to uh, the final season of Legion
0: hmm okay legion by the uh, way i told you last night i didn't have access and i just got it okay i sat down uh, and it said season three was launched on hulu so i'm like oh. yeah so uh,
1: let's see but on recent plunderings um
0: so run fuel recommendations so that's stuff that you've that yeah, you've yeah, already watched that i or sure. that you want to recommend so you devs I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm going i'm going through my browser history in my head um oh in ozark season the, the new Ozark season is incredible.
0: Right, and we talked about that last we'll time. We talked about as, that too. as, as, yeah, as so... wanting to do it and I haven't yeah. So, and my uh rumfield recommendations were Devs and Altered Carbon. So, in the time since we've talked, uh I finished Altered Carbon season 2. Mm-hmm. And and then I started Devs. And I think it's worth actually maybe maybe we spend some time and talk about Altered Carbon. But into... they, yeah.
1: But I think I think we should have an Altered Carbon episode.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but what I found interesting is this dovetail of of uh, of thematic material, as well as genre material, as well as uh, structure in terms of filmmaking mm-hmm. of all those three. Because altered carbon has ideas that are connected to Westworld's ideas, but doesn't have the nuance in filmmaking to make it feel cinematic the way Devs does. Devs has the cinematic feel. But is much more grounded in some ways, but then also in other ways, yep. it's not. So, yep. devs is too slow for some, I would think. Ultra Carbon is maybe too fast for others. Oh, but and, yeah. and then Westworld is sort of flopping in between the two of them. But, but, but devs, so okay. devs, devs all right. So, it, let's devs, talk about, yeah.
1: No, no, I was going to say, devs doesn't go fast at any no,
0: point. No, no, no. But does so, not. so, so I'm only in, so at the point in devs, so my, my end of devs, was was the the, 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 the committing scene. Mm-hmm. But also connected to that and probably the part that freaked me out more was after that when our favorite security fixer <laughs> moves into the apartment and says so and walks in and pushes what's his name against the wall and it's all in shadow. The yeah. the the dark portent of that moment was so just the the tragedy of that character was so profound that at the beginning of the episode he was cleaning his apartment I just could not fucking okay so anyway so devs so we're both we both have devs we'll just briefly say so devs is a uh it's an ongoing series by Alex Garland who did uh, De, uh did Ex Machina and did annihilation um he's an uh what
1: and and I don't think there'll be uh I think this devs is it. Yeah. I think it's a fine. There won't be, this is it. It's uh, yeah.
0: But his, his, um, his style and the, and again, the, the orchestral component, the people he uses for his music as well. Devs is a 90% other songs soundtrack, but the way it's threaded together and mutated by its composer is incredibly effective. Far more effective than if you listen to a playlist of the songs that are referenced in the, in the, in the show. But so devs is very seemingly present day, um, you know, cautionary tale about um, tech industry, tech industries. It is this amalgamation and you and I are both touching different uh, edges of this society, right. Um, In our professions. It's so there on so many levels to things that we see in the world today, it doesn't even have to be literally Silicon Valley and San Francisco <laughs> to feel grounded for us, right? Well, even we don't if it's imaginary have imaginary land. Yeah. Even if it was we don't have the land, giant, still San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't we don't we don't have the 100-foot tall freaked out girl statue, which every time they do the undershot and she looks just paralyzed, it's horrifying looking. We don't have the 100-foot statue, but we've got Apple Park and we've got other imagery and we've got the behavioral policies of these big tech companies Mm -hmm. that are represented here it feels so real as a near future story i love it i love it and i love the pace that they're taking with it
1: yeah no it's a slow burn all the
0: way and alex garland has never been never met a one point perspective composition he did not love and i just sit there it's like wes anderson films right i just sit there and keep pausing scenes and looking at how they're structured I mean, I will never get tired of the maglev elevator, sideways elevator that's moving back and forth between the two rooms. I mean, anyway, we we need an episode on devs once I finish the season yeah. because I probably am more excited to watch a devs episode than anything else that I'm watching right now, and that includes it, Westworld.
1: It, yeah, no, it, it it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic now, piece of work.
0: Did they film? Did they uh, release the entire season all at once yes. to you? Did you see no, the no. whole thing? No, no. It
1: was it was week by week by week by week. It was every Thursday.
0: So it's done, and you've seen it all. Yes. Okay. All right. So anyway, I'll, we'll we'll talk more once I've seen it. But um, yeah. I just and also frankly, I'm I'm warming to the color gold, but fucking a <laughs> on the palette, on the palette, and also the the thematic element of that i am just fucking dying it's but
1: but black and gold black and gold everywhere but 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 that's what garland does right he finds a he finds a color palette and then he oversaturates. oh it's like annihilation annihilation right that stuff was just
0: it's abalone Uh, shells that want to eat eat Yeah. yeah yeah totally oh every time i was watching devs i wanted to go back and watch uh there's um there are structural components of the orchestral work in the soundtrack to the devs that call there are great callbacks to annihilation mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. chaos of breaking rhythm and uh break, breaking time i'm not i'm not educated in music but you know what i'm talking about like yeah the 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 time signature changes constantly right what's well, this creating chaos is this yeah, creating chaos, chaos. Yeah. entropy right so what about your plan? plundering is what what, what what do you have on the what do you have on the docket what are you going to watch or read or absorb well i am really excited about
1: uh, well, not sci-fi stuff, but Chris Hemsworth uh, extraction, is coming up on Netflix this Friday.
0: <laughs> I was like, "Did you? How much did you have to pay for that video?" <laughs> really no, it's, it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's like the back end, uh, the the un the unreleased back end of his fitness videos. No, no, no. And then <laughs> this, is um, the, this is the uh, military one where they showed where he yes where he uh, released the clip of how they filmed him bouncing off the coming off of the mm-hmm. the parapet or, well, or the, a, the the the, the well
1: it's basically the same thing that chadwick boseman did right with uh, 21 bridges yes so now this is uh Chris did you like the bridges, by the way no i did not
0: i have not seen it nah. it was not that good The resources. um yeah should which I is it? disappointing
1: which is disappointing you should see it but try and i'm planning it.
0: to watch dark phoenix so should i put this in front of dark phoenix Yes, you should okay. definitely put it Dark the, Phoenix. That's the metric we're working with right now. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Where is it? How many Dark Phoenixes does it... What's the Dark Phoenix I, scale? Two Dark there Phoenixes? Was
1: one, no, just from the ashes we will forget.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I, I remember there was one night during this shelter in place that I woke up and it was just the beginning scenes of uh, Dark Phoenix. And I was jolted, horrifyingly awake, by how bad the physics and the uh, science yes. of it was. It, it, it haunted me the rest of the week.
0: Well, and to be fair, and that's something we also accuse the uh, the MCU films of, where you have all this great character character moments and these great performances and everything else, and then they pan out, and then they have CGI, char- rubbery, wobbly CGI guys bouncing off each other, who look yeah. the same, right? Yeah. But, I mean, uh,
1: yeah. but comparatively, comparatively, we're not even close. The, yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. Okay. The willing suspension of disbelief.
0: <laughs> my son is really into uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. So we've watched it like five times in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife and I, you know, I like it because it's nerd stuff. But my wife and I both enjoy it because of the European stuff. But every time I watch it, I'm more and more but, irritated gee. that they found one more way of bringing in the swarm of gray things. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Again. Yes. We couldn't have just well, had Tony more Stark. Jake Gyllenhaal. Couldn't have just more Jake Gyllenhaal scenery chewing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, so what else besides Extraction? What else are you also excited about? When does that come out? Uh, by the way,
1: this Friday. And that's so on Netflix two days. or
0: something. Yeah, Netflix. Okay. All
1: right. um, and then I'm excited about the stimulus check that I'm not getting.
2: Okay.
1: And uh, no, that because everything else is on hold.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Um, You're allowed to have one. Um, So, you know, since I originally was going to talk about two different episodes tonight, I'm going to bring some others to tonight or right now. What happened to you? You're a little head now instead of a big head.
1: I'm still still here. I'm just wandering the house. All right.
0: So, you wanderer. So, what I've started watching is American Gods because I accepted a uh, free one week trial of stars just because whatever. And I thought I would try it and I didn't read the source material and I thought I would just give it a try because I like some of the casting and some of the imagery I'd seen online and keep in mind, I've only seen like the first two episodes or something or the first episode. Um, But so far I like it a lot. (laughs) And I understand that it's wildly uh, fluctuates in quality after that.
1: No, I liked it a lot too. It's just um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. what you're you're watching season one, right? And so, yes, yes, because yes. season two is still not out yet. So it's yeah. it's no, it'll be a high and low thing for you.
0: So the thing is, the season one plays like someone saw them doing preacher and said, "Why don't we go crazier with that?" Do you know what I mean? It has a lot of the tonal quality of the of the TV yet adaptation of preacher and i don't know if the american gods comic had that feeling i kind of doubt it did but this definitely feels like it's a reaction of preacher where they're like we're gonna do it better and i and and maybe i'm maybe that's just me applying my bias to it but i mean that's interesting i I haven't thought of that in that context before but it it kind of makes sense um i actually feel like it's more effective and i don't know why but i I don't know somehow it it, somehow it's landing even as stylized as it is and knowing knowing going in what we're talking about and what we're seeing and who these characters are in the first episode they're not defining them yet but just knowing what it is it still feels more real as an experience and as a protagonist than the preacher adaptation does which feels more stylized to me I don't know if that means anything but it does Oh, it
1: does, yeah. but, it's, but it's definitely from the the, um, the graphic novel perspective, right? If you've never seen any sure. graphic novels, it wouldn't make any sure. difference.
0: You're right, though. You're right, though, because I read all the Preacher books first, and then I looked at the film or the media as an adaptation, whereas I'm right. looking at this as a concept, and I never read the book. Okay, so uh, the two other things I'm looking forward to, so finishing or continuing American Gods, but then the two other things are tomorrow, within a half hour, uh will be the release of netflix's ghost in the shell twenty forty five which is the sh- the cell shaded c g i ish how did i miss that completely i don't know i've talked about it a few times you were probably having rose rose heaves at that point you missed it but it looks halfway in quality i mean i don't know if any of the animated i actually have a i have a soft spot in my heart for the original ghost in the shell o a v right but in terms of quality and tone, it looks halfway between that and the weird late 90s OAV that was all CGI and really weird and smooth. So this is mm-hmm. like somewhere in between, but you could see some trailers and stuff on Netflix now. And, and uh, anyway, so I just love Masamune shiro's stuff and I love Ghost in the Shell. So oh, yeah. I'm all for that. So I'm excited about it. Um, and then also uh, tomorrow or Friday will be the release of the documentary version of the big-ass Beastie Boys book that Spike oh, Jonze yeah. filmed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. this is a book that I've only two chapters in on my bookshelf because of the slow rate at which I consume physical media. But, man, it's a subject that is close to my heart. So I'm super excited about that. That's Friday that comes out. Cool. So, okay. Uh, it's too bad Chris couldn't be with us tonight. He was going to be with us until, uh, I don't know, he... Dumped a bathtub full of gin onto all of his prized possessions, and so he was <laughs> temporarily prevented from joining us. Um, bathtub that's gin, our, even, <laughs> well, ladies and
1: gentlemen. That's the that's what happens when you do bathtub gin. That's right, you bathtub mess stuff tub. up. But uh,
0: hopefully next time he'll be with us, so we could talk about five and six together because he is caught up, and we do want to get his uh, get get his yeah. uh, his take on it. So he's always he's always
1: a very uh, objective observer on these things. So it's yeah, because perspective. yeah.
0: You and I tend to spin out on the, particularly the genre (laughs) stuff. And then he's like, yeah, but (laughs) yeah, but I mean, realistically though, we've talked about this many times in the past. What a time to be a cyberpunk fan between the modern takes on the literature that we've been able to enjoy with Stevenson. And and then, uh, and, and again with Gibson too, and then some of these projects that we're watching.
1: Yeah. So, you know, there's a Gibson series coming out.
0: Yes, I do. It's in my news for the next segment, but yes. Uh, yeah, but I it's exciting. It. <laughs> and
1: and um, at the book reading that you couldn't show up at, yes. um, they said that the production cost, the production budget, is like $10 million an episode. Wow. And, and I'm said, excited the, that it's TV. And, and, he, and he said, by the way, none of that money comes to the author.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Like, it's interesting though, given how his projects have looked interesting until they fell apart in their final construct and i'm looking at you johnny mnemonic um well that was just a fucking i just but remember he was posting i know he was i know there was a fair amount of blue ice or whatever that was being consumed at the time but he was pretty excited from his set visit he's like there's a dolphin and dolph lundgren it's crazy but uh i think it's really exciting that it's a series and not a movie yes these shows like we're talking about argue take a, for, at the take a look at the expanse
1: take a look at the expanse. Yeah. You could not make that a like a two hour movie. Right.
0: right. So going back to so 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 to 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 bind two things we love together, uh the project of his related to him that I'm most excited about is if Villeneuve will ever go back to finishing up Neuromancer, right? Because if we oh can my get God. that right so that combined with the fact that I think that most of these projects have enough content and style and mood to be series in these mature ways that we're getting off of cable, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine if Blade Runner, Villeneuve's Blade Runner had been done as a series instead of one movie that, that uh, sort of ham fistedly set up a sequel that didn't manifest with that uprising bullshit. I mean, if you were to take the construct of Blade Runner 2049 and allow it to be a whole series and you allow his process to be like true detective i think that would have been an amazing thing yeah i do too so we're in agreement. but it was, but uh
1: it's just um but i guess i'm so heavily influenced by blade runner as a digestible format that i don't yeah, know but, if i could invest in so i no, but
0: we knew but we knew wait, going wait, wait. in that but we knew going in it wasn't going to work 2049 right. was not going to succeed it was, there was no way that was going to succeed to the mainstream meaning I it would still never enjoy get a the, sequel I, I, I still I, enjoyed all I both. that movie yeah. we loved it together, we loved it apart much like many other things in our life but the point is, mm-hmm. we knew that it would never get a sequel because it was not going to hit with the masses and that's exactly the kind of format that these but, mature series could cater to
1: maybe, but but I'm also okay with waiting another 20 years to see the yeah. next Blade Runner movie <laughs>
0: So I don't know what your but, the status of your diet of boiled chicken is, but tell me more about what's going to happen in twenty years because I don't know if I'm going to be there. If, if, I, I, all I, I dream I'm about com- is flank steak, so I don't. Know.
1: I, I'm I'm confident we will be here in twenty years. All right, thank maybe you. on a maybe on a ventilator, maybe in a uh, different uh, form, but yeah, yeah. M- m- yeah. But but did so? Did maybe, you maybe I the was to
0: itch the back of my neck where the where the pearl yep. end or the stack is.
1: So I'm just going to throw it out there that the peripheral show, right? It's done by the same Nexus team that did Westworld.
0: It is exactly the same.
1: It's it's yeah. It is it is Nolan and Joy.
0: And 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 I want to say okay. So so if we're gonna, so I'll add that to I'll retroactively add that to our news list because listen, here's the thing about that. Uh, Nolan has done a number of incredibly good scripts, and he's been involved in many things we love through his brother. But what I love about Westworld, I didn't watch Person of Interest. I don't know if you did. Mm-hmm. I did not. But what I love about Westworld is it's him and his wife. It was their concept on how to re- how to reboot this and how to make it a thing that had a contemporary value to it. And I love, I love the cojones in what they chose mm-hmm. to do. And the idea that they would take on Peripheral excites me because the source material is so good. What's their take going to be on it? Because they're not going to do a literal translation of Peripheral. There's going to be a twist to it based on how they... How they transcribe, how they translate what they loved about it into something as that is long form media, and I think that's going to be really exciting.
1: Yeah, I do too. And they've they've stayed really dark on it. Yes. Uh, Yes. So, yeah.
0: What's your uh, favorite scene in Peripheral? The book.
1: The first time that they uh, uh, go back to. (laughs) the what is it the skin job that comes out um and they finally realize that they can do automated control in the past Uh um post jackpot and they go to that they're talking about the the bot or the the zine coming in beneath i forget the character i'd have to go back and reread it um occupies a thing in the past and sees hillbilly hell (laughs) Ah, yeah okay (laughs) right with a with all the ex-war refugees and they're living in the, these RVs and just adjusting to that whole complete insanity uh, of their lives. That, See, that I, is my favorite.
0: So now I was I was anxious to get caught up on agency, and now I just want to go back and reread Peripheral. Well, you have to kind of. I think yeah, that's a lot of.
1: So I don't know if I could read Neuromancer or Mona Lisa Overdrive or any of those without reading zero. all of them. Yeah. Count zero. Yeah. Right? I, I don't I don't know if I can read one of them without reading all of them. All at once. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it's just the same thing. You get into that skin and you the nuance and the visceral experience of it in your brain. You don't want to discretize that you want to yeah. experience that as a continuum. Sure. So,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, again, this is going back to what I stayed, said at the the top of this. We're as cyberpunk nerds. I mean, we're just living in hog heaven. We've often talked about how as uh, comic book nerds, we're we can't believe the degree of quality and success that we've had in movies over the last ten years um, with the Marvel stuff. But holy! Shit. Well, it makes up for
1: the deficiencies in the Star Wars universe and the Star sure. Trek universe. But but, so. but but
0: what but what's astounding to me is that just as uh, young young Blake and young Tom might have just <laughs> that cr- there was no such June. thing ever
1: there was no such thing ever we
0: looked exactly the same uh would just have creamed their junes if they saw like a chunk of like fucking avengers or something what just imagine us as younglings reading our 80s cyberpunk and then imagining that we would be in a world where we'd have things like villain who's blade runner remake and mm-hmm. mo- like I, f- honestly fucking devs more than even hardcore, hardcore adaptations of cyberpunk. The imagery is all there. The themes are all there. It's fucking straight up cyberpunk. I absolutely love it. it Everything it that we have that we, and then things like peripheral and stuff that are coming out.
1: Well, it'll be really interesting to see what they do with the peripheral and see if they, so here's the thing. Did they really over, let's just say they write off half of the nation and say, we're going to make this jackpot all about Trump. And we're going to put it in the modern era right, and right. we're going to contextualize everything between the moral ambiguity of that and controlling all these different stubs yeah. right um i think there's a lot you can do to lampoon modern politics and eviscerate it
0: yeah yeah
1: i'm not sure creatively that's where you want to go because it can it can put an unnecessary shackle on you yeah. that you are uh, now yeah. that show and you have to do that from Memorial, and if they really want well, to, go, dates
0: it immediately. Well,
1: but uh, but also, but I don't think I think this period in American history is going to be revisited frequently and intensely for decades to come.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Well, hopefully I, things
1: I, get a, hopefully things get a lot calmer after this. But if they, if they're going to do the the peripheral and the agency and then beyond and make make it kind of a universe,
0: yeah,
1: I think you want to create
0: it outside of that bubble. Virtual. So light. it'll be really
1: interesting. That, it'll be interesting to see if they succumb to that temptation or not
0: well and also uh when i was reading the fall or dodge in hell i was struck by how (laughs) unfortunate it was that the hyper parody of the red states as defined in that book in her road trip felt too much like realistic imagery today in other words it wasn't farcical enough in its exaggeration Based on what we experience today, and that's that. Yeah. And I feel like the same thing with peripheral. And if they if they go that route, how do you dodge it? I mean, in the same way that he's talked about, uh, and I haven't read it much, but as he talked about how he had to change course on agency because of the reality of what was happening. I mean, oh, I don't no, know. because of
1: 2016. Because yeah. of 2016.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, completely having to just. You know, he,
1: he, he, turn on a dime. he he thought. No, he thought he thought he had gone through a jackpot.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah totally all right man well listen uh peace and bike grease this was a good one and uh and we'll be talking soon about five and six in time to watch seven and eight and see if any of the things that we think are happening are really happening or maybe they're not happening or maybe, uh, they're, uh,
1: happening. They're, maybe they're all happening and they're not because it all doesn't matter until it does
0: he introduced the multiverse he broke the rule <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i, I just just last thought i'm just waiting for that inception slip where they go through the third barrier and that there's another reality on top of this uh, is going to be the big reveal. So we'll see.
0: I'm excited. All right. So uh, great to talk to you. Stay safe. Please go immediately uh, take a bath in hand sanitizer and be, uh, be responsible. Got to be responsible.
1: That's in the mornings hand sanitizer baths in the morning.